Thanks for listening to the Home Fix Show podcast brought to you by Heating Equipment Company. All makes and models of residential and commercial furnaces and air conditioners can be serviced or installed by Heating Equipment Company, a Lennox premier dealer. 208-459-2212. This is a podcast of the Home Fix Show with Joe Prince. It's a little bit rainy. It's a little bit windy. Of course, it's dark at this time of day. Christmas is just two weeks away, and I bet you keep finding things that need to be taken care of on your house. Well, you found the right place this morning for a little bit of help with that. This is the Home Fix Show on News Talk KBOI. I'm Joe Prin. Good morning. Welcome. For the next three hours, we're going to do our best to help you out with the questions you have about home repairs and building houses and improvements you make, contractors, products. I'll do my best. And if I can't help, there are thousands of years of experience in these things within the people that are listening to this program right now. We have professionals and experienced do-it-yourselfers that listen to this show each and every Saturday, and they too can call in to help you out. Uh, I do get stumped quite often, and they, they bail me out, and I have a case of that today that I'll share here in a little bit, but... Let's talk. I'm uh, I'm Joe Prin, and this is Home Fix 208-336-3700 is the number to reach us here this morning, 208-336-3700. It is just you and I all morning long, uh, no guests coming into the studio or on the phone lines that I know of or that I remember anyway, unless I scheduled something that I forgot. But uh, I I think we're clear. So whatever it is that you want to talk about, let's do it. 208-336-3700. Thanks to uh, Wild West Eatery and Cantina and Downtown Eagle for breakfast as usual every single Saturday morning. Uh, I know I forgot to mention it now and then, but uh, they are with us every Saturday providing our breakfast for Tara and myself in any guests that we have at the, in the early hours when they're here on the shows. And uh, thank you for that. Uh, very good food there. Tonight is Italian night. Uh, if you're looking for a place to go out to dinner tonight and have something a little different and a wonderful atmosphere and fantastic food all you know prepared by hand, uh, they start working on that here not too long from now just to get ready for tonight. Uh, you can uh, call and make, make some reservations. I would suggest that. Uh, you don't have to, but if you do, you've You've got a table waiting for you at uh, Wild West, uh, the home of Mama Italia in downtown Eagle. Uh, also, our trusted resource list of names and phone numbers. That's the most popular thing that I get asked on email. Uh, who is your person for and how do I get a hold of them? Uh, you can go to this trusted resource list at any time. It is free. It's at joeprin.com. Just go there directly from your browser and you'll get the latest one. Uh, if you have anything else pop up that... Uh, is dated anything prior to the November posting on there. You've got an old one, so uh, make sure you get a new one. Uh, if you print it out, fine, or you can just look at it as you need it uh, at .com. Uh Yeah, I do have quite a few topics to get into today. Last week, uh, we also did a quick contest. Uh, we had uh, Michael from GutterSense on the show for just a few minutes. It was fun hearing from him as the inventor and the person who's taken the gutter sense product to market this. Uh, I like the way he described it too. It's uh, like a pair of salad tongs that uh, have an attachment where you can put it on a telescoping pole of some sort 
or just a pole like a broom handle or something and with the the rope that's on this you pull it and you can scoop out all the the junk out of your out of your gutters or off the top of the screens or whatever you want just from the safety of being on the ground and we gave away two of those gutter sense tools uh last week on the show and congratulations to bev and jim you should have gotten yours in the mail hopefully at least yesterday if not on thursday so uh thanks for calling in and doing that and we will have another winner uh sometime during today's show i've got one more of those that i can pass on so we'll do that uh sometime in the in the program i'll give you the the cue to call in and uh, you can do that Um, we'll use our special phone number for that which is 208-336-3711 if you want to write that down right now because i'll just give you that later real quickly uh 208-336-3711 for that contest line and uh, we'll do that sometime during the program all right uh yeah i mentioned that uh, a question came in and uh at first I thought this was pretty straightforward, but then I thought I better get some more information. Uh, The the question that presented itself to me from one of our listeners was they wanted to start using their garage space for more than just the garage. They wanted it to be kind of a craft room, a, a playroom, more of a space that when they wanted to, they could do some things out there, maybe even the, the workshop type thing. I kind of got, a little bit of different mixed messages, but uh, I think the cars were still planning on being in there now and then, but they would want to move this out and turn on some sort of heating unit out there to make it comfortable to either work or craft or or play in this space. And uh, I commented back that, uh, you know, this, this space was not designed to be conditioned or heated. So it's, it's efficiency will never be that uh, of the rest of the the house design that, that they have. And this is a fairly new house. It's only like four years old or something. Um, we talked about checking because just because it's got uh, drywall on the walls, that doesn't mean that they are insulated. So we need to check and make sure that the walls are insulated. We also need to check into the attic space up above that and see if the uh, if that is insulated also because uh, there's no sense trying to heat that without the insulation to contain that. Um, I'm sure it has a good window in it and a good exterior door that's meeting the current building codes, but we want to make sure of that, just that there is a good window and a good door in there that uh, is going to stop any draftiness from coming in, just like we'd expect in the rest of the house. But the garage door is the weak link for this. And uh, Kevin at Garage Door Store Boise, you know, one of our sponsors, he can install very good insulated doors, very good insulated doors, because there are some builders still putting on just real light duty, just sheet metal doors with virtually no insulation at all. So there is possibly an upgrade that should happen there because um, I think dollar for dollar, it'd be better to maybe upgrade the door to a really, really good insulated door rather than try to overcome that with some type of a heating device uh to, to try to offset the loss that that door would would create. Um, also, make sure that you install the best possible weather stripping around it and that it's adjusted properly and sits itself into the opening when closed nice and tight and the the bottom is all adjusted so it comes in good contract, contact with the, uh, the, the, the slab of the concrete that's underneath there. And that's another thing too, the, the uninsulated 
slab of a garage floor, um, that's going to allow some uh, exterior temperatures. And the stem wall around the garage, uh, that concrete doesn't have a very good R value. And there's not a whole lot that we can do about that and still keep this usable as a garage. So you just have to understand that, that this is not going to be on a per square footage basis. Whatever we come up with, it's not going to be uh, the same cost as trying to maybe heat inside the house. And it probably wouldn't be as comfortable. It's, it's going to be a little bit different. So I thought I better get some more professional advice. And uh, after we come back from this break that we're hitting right now, um, I did talk to Stanley Johnson at Heating Equipment Company. And I said, so what, Stanley, what is the best way if we want to heat up a garage like this and uh, use it, you know, just kind of on and off? Maybe it's going to be, you know, conditioned for three or four days, but then maybe we're going to open the garage door and bring the cars back in or something. What, how could we heat this space? And he, uh, he replied in wonderful detail and uh, very educational for me to read this. And uh, I'll share that with you when we come back with more of the Home Fix Show here on News Talk KBOI. I'm Joe Prin. We'll be back in just moments. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin. We'll be right back on News Talk KBOI. Solar Concepts of Idaho is Idaho's only premier solar tube product dealer, providing Idahoans top-of-the-line solar tube products since 1995, like the newest generation of skylights. Solar-powered fresh air skylights feature a solar panel that captures daylight and uses that solar power to open and close the skylight. Skylights offer abundant natural light and open to let in fresh Idaho air with a touch of a button. The rain sensor feature conveniently closes the skylight during bad weather. Additional features include Venetian blinds and several light filtering options from light in to black out and over a hundred decorative patterns and colors. Solar Concepts of Idaho is Idaho's only premier solar tube products dealer. Estimates are always free, so schedule your free consultation today. Visit us at 2053 East Fairview and Meridian or check out our website to see all of our great energy saving solutions at solar-concepts.com. That's solar-concepts.com. Sometimes things are just not in the right place. That outlet should be over there, and that switch is on the wrong side of the door. Or why did they not put a light here? Sounds like you need Dave at Consumer Electric and Cable. Dave is a master putting electrical items where you need them. He can add in under-cabinet lighting, install the new ultra-thin LED ceiling lights where you need them, and even put in a whole house surge protector to protect your expensive electronic items. There's only one way Dave does things, the right way. So if you want quality work at a very fair price, as well as a really nice guy, call Consumer Electric and talk to Dave. Oh, and if you started working from home and have set up a home office, make sure you have the proper power sources for all your equipment. What can you use a licensed electrician for? Talk to Dave and let him take care of it the right way. Consumer Electric and Cable, 208-939-8333. 208-939-8333. That's 208-939-8333. It looks like magic when you watch it happen. Those sinking sections of your concrete patio, driveway, or sidewalk just lift themselves up and back into place. Actually, the magic is performed by Go Green Concrete Lifting. They have innovative and economical solutions to common problems like sinking and shifted unlevel concrete slabs. 
These areas create trip hazards and drainage problems. Let's get this fixed as soon as possible and Go Green Concrete Lifting is here to help out. Incredibly strong foam is carefully injected under the slab and as it expands, it lifts the concrete back into position. No busting out the old concrete, placing new concrete and hoping it matches somewhat. And the best part, it costs a whole lot less than new concrete and can be done in just a few hours. They also have a coating for driveways to protect and extend the life of the concrete from salt and ice melter. Call Go Green at 208-912-0028. Again, that's 208-912-0028 or visit GoGreenInsulation.com to learn more. Most people looking at bringing solar energy into their homes do not know there are two types of solar. There's photovoltaic solar panels, which generate electricity, and there is solar thermal that generates hot water. Hot water, you ask? Yes. If you can generate hot water with sun power, you don't need to pay a utility company for that energy. And if you have an all-electric home, that is a bunch of PV panels that you will not need to buy. There's also a lot of bad information circulating about solar, and many say it cannot work for us here in Idaho. Want to know the truth? Another the hype so you can decide for yourself? Want an honest assessment and quote and not a sales and financing pitch? Call and talk to Carl Simpson at Renewable Energy Northwest LLC. Carl offers a free solar site visit where he will evaluate your home and lifestyle and discuss with you your options. 208-577-6537 or visit RenewableEnergyNWLLC.com. Also follow Renewable Energy Northwest LLC on Facebook. 208-577-6537. For your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Joe Prin. This is the Home Fix Show on News Talk KBOI. So when this person asked me about heating their garage, the question was uh, simply, can I cut into the ductwork from my furnace, which is right there in the garage, and just divert with some type of a register or a baffle of some sort can i just divert some of that air into the garage and we know that that's not that easy otherwise or not right or people would be doing that all the time right so i asked stanley johnson our expert at heating equipment company about that and he replied the following he said tying into the conditioned air system of the home for conditioning a garage is not allowed by code. This becomes a safety, a capacity, and an efficiency issue if it is done. It's a safety issue because uh, carbon monoxide, CO, from vehicle exhaust, herbicides, pesticides, gas container fumes, and such could very well be ingested into the home's ducting. Uh, it does not matter if the conduit to the home is the return or the supply ducting. The home will be put in a negative pressure when the dryer, the kitchen vent, bath fan, fans, etc., are operated. And that is on top of what's called the stack effect of building science, where the home will naturally ingest air from a purely physics standpoint. Hence, due to this, could quickly become a life safety issue and that's why it's not allowed by the codes. He says, in regards to this becoming a capacity or efficiency issue, the following would apply even if it were like a sun porch or some other room than a garage that's being added to the system. And think about that. Uh, this is me talking here. Think about that if you were like deciding to add on a extra bedroom and bath or make a, uh, a space bigger. 
he continues, it is a capacity issue because now you're adding space to be conditioned by the equipment that was not engineered to the condition. You could possibly not be able to have the home at the temperature that you wish it to be, and that's because of that expansion of space. Uh, it could be an efficiency issue depending on the following. Is the room being added, insulated as well as the home? Yep, that's the same thing I was asking. Doors, windows, uh, let's see, the return air supply. Oh, yeah, is the return air and supply air both ducted into this added space? If only supply ducting is put into a space, you're pressurizing the space forcing exfiltration to happen in that space and forcing infiltration to happen in the home. These positive and negative pressure zones affect the cost of in operation since you are forcing conditioned air to leave the pressurized zone to the great outdoors and forcing the ambient air to come in to the negative pressure zone. So yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff going on there, isn't it? You thought it'd just be easy just to cut a, a, a hole in the sheet metal and put this little thing that you can slide open and closed and you could uh, warm up the garage. It's it's not as easy as that. Otherwise, we'd be doing that all, all the time. So uh, he says, so what what you want to do is is ask yourself the following questions if you want to explore this a little bit further. And I liked what he did here because he offered us some solutions on how you can go about this. He says, do you want heating or cooling, or do you want both heating and cooling? So are you going to want to cool the space during the summer? Uh, do you need to filter the air in this space due to some of the activities planned? That's, that's a very good question, too. Do you want to filter that air? How quiet do you want the system to operate? You know, are you going to be using it maybe as a home theater space or something? Uh, is natural gas available to this space, and how fast of a heat recovery system do you want? So that, that would come into play like you go out there and you say, oh, I want it to be warm out here. Do you want to wait a day and a half or do you want to wait 20 minutes? So he said a, a gas unit heater could be installed. Uh, he said the, the pro about this, you know, the pros and cons, he listed them out, you know. So the pros of a gas unit heater are there's no floor space that's used. There's a fast heat recovery. It can operate on 110 volts. But the problem with them is a flue pipe and a gas pipe would need to be installed uh, to supply to this unit, and the fans are not very quiet for these. Uh, you could put in a separate gas forced air furnace. Uh, you'd have very fast heat recovery. You could add air conditioning to that. You can have a filtration system on if you want. You could put uh, ducting to it and take that conditioned air, whether it's heat or cold, uh, around the perimeter of the room or maybe even to another area of the house. But uh, the, the problem with it is the blower is going to be loud unless you attach ducting to it. And uh, one of the larger systems to be considered will need to have uh, gas and, and flue piping installed for it also. He said if the ceiling's high enough, you could use some uh, radiant heat. You've seen these things. They're those, uh, those big toaster coil boxes that you find like out over the you know the checkout counters at the home centers or, or some of the places you walk into the grocery store to get your shopping carts and you walk under it, you go wow that's nice and warm well that that's one of those things there but the ceiling has to be high enough to do that or you're gonna you're gonna melt the the hair on your head um so you have to have that and they're not not normally used in in a garage situation just because of that that height problem um the mini duck list heat pumps Hmm. 
and that's where I was going at first with this because I've, I've heard this is one of the better solutions, but it's <clears throat> it's it's not really inexpensive, but it is the good solution. Um, they're very efficient and quiet. There's no exhaust vent or gas piping of anything to install. Uh, the trouble is they're not very fast. Uh, they take a while. You, you can't just turn them on and instantly have uh, the room to the temperature you want. And they do require uh, 220 volts to, to power them. Um, and then this one here, this is kind of an interesting one. He says, just find an old electric furnace, <laughs> just something that's been ripped out of a house somewhere. He said, they're the least ex- inexpe- they're the least expensive to install. They may already have a filtration system on it. You can hang it from the ceiling or you can place it on the floor, you know, put a board down with some casters on it. You could roll it around, put a cord on it, have a long power cord. So, you know, you can move it around or you could take it even over to a friend's house or out to, out to the barn or something, wherever you're going to work on something where you want some heat. Um, the, the con with these things, the, the negative thing is they're, they're fairly costly to operate. Uh, they're, they're going to suck a lot of power in that. If they're not used very often, the cost of installing one of these, uh, could be the, the better choice. Just install a separate electric furnace in the garage. Um, he said, you know, just a side note for these things. He said, we've used these on, on job sites and, and situations. So you might just keep your eye out or talk to uh, maybe you know somebody in the heating and cooling business and you say, hey, if you ever take out a, a little electric furnace, uh, you know, that still works, you know, save that for me. I may be able to use it to heat my garage space. So thank you, Stanley, for answering that in the, the detail that you did. I know some people have talked about putting like pellet stoves or a uh, wood-burning stove. They see a wood-burning stove at a yard sale or somebody's tearing out of their cabin and upgrading or something, you know, can you put that in a garage situation? Well, obviously not if there's going to be any cars in there that have, you know, gas tanks on them or any flammables of any kind. Uh, you would not have something like that uh, out in the garage. That's just, those two things just obviously don't mix as far as a, a safety situation. All right, so what are you working on this morning? Anything I can help you with? Any questions that I can answer? The number to call in right now if you want to get in on the phones, 208-336-3700, 208-336-3700. You could also send an email if you're listening to this program at some time other than when it aired originally or or live, I should say, as it is today on Saturday, but... Uh, you can send an email, even right now, to joe at joeprin.com, P-R-I-N, joe at joeprin.com, and I will check that during our breaks and answer those questions as we can. We'll be back. More of the Home Fix Show on News Talk, KBOI, 93.1 FM, 670 AM. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back. On News Talk KBOI. We became a little sloppy last year. Buying and selling a house started looking like the trading floor at the New York Stock Exchange. People making quick deals, sight unseen, prices going crazy, and unfortunately, a lot of houses did not get a home inspection before the transaction was completed. Today, there are people paying the price for this. Let's learn from the past. If you are buying a home, take the small amount of time it takes to get a quality, 
thorough, top-to-bottom home inspection from Randy Funk Home Inspections, the leader in integrity and professionalism in the Treasure Valley. Randy will quickly provide an easy-to-read, detailed report on what matters to you as a buyer so you know what you're looking at. A home inspector doesn't have the buying emotions that cloud our vision. See what you are buying through the fresh, experienced eyes of Randy Funk Home Inspections. Visit HomeInspectorBoise.com or call 208-914-5793 for Randy Funk Home Inspections. That's HomeInspectorBoise.com or call 208-914-5793. The word might be interesting. The housing market right now is interesting. Because of this, three-quarters of people surveyed said they'd rather fix up their home and stay put rather than move. If that's the case for you, start with your garage. Storage Evolution has served this valley for many years. Their gorgeous garage storage systems offer a wide variety of products, from storage of the smallest items like tools and decorations, to larger items like bicycles. Storage Evolution will help you create a customized plan that will meet your current and future storage needs because these innovative systems adapt as your storage needs change. Estimates are free and the installation is fast and professionally done. Just imagine, you'll finally be able to park your car in the garage or build that needed workbench. And these products have a lifetime warranty. Contact them for the garage storage system you will love. Storage Evolution, 208-515-3575. 208-515-3575. Or visit garagesolutionsboise.com. You don't have to look hard to find someone offering to clean the ductwork of your house, but how are they going to go about it? Do they have decades of experience doing this? And do they have dedicated trucks that attach a 10-inch diameter vacuum hose to your furnace and move 15,000 cubic feet per minute of air backwards through your ducts? Well, probably not. Take the worry out of choosing your duct cleaning professional. Call the Home Fix Show sponsor, System Clean. After a system clean duct cleaning, you'll be able to breathe easier because your dust and dirt is now out in their trucks and not in your ducts. Combine this with individual vent and returns, cleaning and sanitization, and your air system will be as clean as possible. Sound like something you need to get taken care of? System Clean can help you out. Call System Clean at 208-884-3300 and schedule your appointment right now. System Clean, 208-884-3300. Are you like so many others that have to rediscover your house? What do I mean by this? I mean that your home may be ready for a few updates or changes to make it fresh and exciting again. Ever thought about taking out carpet and installing hardwood floors? A lot of people are doing just that. Hardwood floors can change the personality of your home. The warmth, crisp, clean look of real wood adds a richness and classic durability to a house. Integrity Hardwood Floors can make this dream come true for you with a great selection of species, widths, and textures, plus other styles of flooring for any room in your house. Who installs your new floors is as important as the material itself. Integrity Hardwood Floors brings the craftsmanship and fine finish to your new floors as a bonus certified craftsman. Schedule a visit virtually or in person with Integrity Hardwood Floors. Learn what your choices are and which new floor will be right for your lifestyle and your budget. Call 208-724-9445 online at integrityhardwoodfloor.com 208-724-9445. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. Thanks for waking up with us this morning and listening to our program. 
If you have questions that you would like to ask about things that you are working on, feel free to jump in anytime today. It's just you and I and some topics I've prepared, but of course, uh, you, you always find things that are very interesting as listeners to challenge me with and to talk about and ask, and it's, it's fun to talk to you. So grab your phone. Don't be afraid. 208-336-3700, and we can talk. 208-336-3700. Patching up some holes in drywall or in sheetrock, as it's often very improperly called, by the way. I don't know if you knew that, but sheetrock is a registered trademark of the United States Gypsum Corporation. That's their their brand name that they own, but we all call it sheetrock. I'm going to go get some sheetrock. So I guess, I guess when we think about this, all sheetrock is really drywall that seems to be the trade term for for it is drywall um so all sheetrock is drywall but not all drywall is sheetrock wow (laughs) i found uh in in figuring that little thing out i found uh family handyman magazine ran a ran a thing They, they had a whole big long list of stuff in here but i found a couple i thought were fairly interesting in there about trademarks within the home improvement world of stuff. Uh, did you know Spackle? Spackle is a trademark. Uh, that, that's a brand name that we all talk about spackling. Just grab some spackle and put it in the holes. And then that, uh, well, Spackle is a trademark term for the surfacing compound is, I guess, the actual name. I'm going to go buy some surfacing compound. No, you're going to go get some spackle uh, used to fill, fill holes. Uh, though it says here, though few people likely say surfacing compound, <laughs> exactly right. Uh, when they need to fill a hole in drywall, spackle's been around since 1927. Wow, long time. Uh, I found this one interesting. Uh, dumpster. Dumpster is a trademarked term. <laughs> it, it's not a thing. It is a term that dates back to 19. 19- 36 when the Dempster brothers, Dempster, uh, developed a system of loading garbage containers onto garbage trucks. They called it a dumpster, the Dempster dumpsters, I guess, (laughs) as a way to blend the name of the company and the front end loading device for dumping garbage. And uh, just one other one I found here that there's a bunch of them, you know, some of them we know like Weed Eater and Velcro and stuff. We know those are brand names, Formica and stuff. Uh, those are all trademarks of the companies that developed those products. Uh, Abraham Genzer trademarked the name Kerosene in 1854, but it became a generic term over the years. He Genzer heated coal and distilled a clear liquid from it that he named kerosene. For a number of years, only the North American Gaslight Company and the Downer Company were allowed to call their lamp oil kerosene. Uh, It says, kerosene remains pretty useful, whether heating a garage or blowing up a tree stump. (laughs) I've never tried blowing something up with with kerosene, but there's always a first. Anyway, I just, okay, back back to the show. Uh, So patching drywall is in my opinion, as much artistry, really, 
as uh, in fact more artistry than than anything that's really structural in some cases. Uh, it's it's purely cosmetic. The the end result you're trying to make things look like something never happened, right? Uh, that's the idea. If you got you got a hole in something, you want to patch it, and when you're all done, you don't want anybody to ever tell that there was ever a hole there. So uh, I guess we're trying to make something not visible rather than visible. Um, so the thing that I've always found is to work from the, you know, the back to the front, the inside out to the front, uh, that, that direction. So small holes, they can just be filled, maybe even with something like spackle. Uh, you know, you pound a nail in the wall to hang a picture or something, or you, then you remove that nail at some point. Maybe you're going to repaint the wall or you want to move the picture over somewhere else. You could use spackle, a surfacing compound that we now know. Um, or you could use drywall mud. Uh, remember when we talked about the the slang in the industry and mud is the slang for the joint compound, the all-purpose joint compound that's used to tape and texture sheetrock, I mean drywall, uh, with a, uh, get a cease and desist letter for not using the trademark right. Uh, so with just your finger, you know, tip, you can dab it into something and you can fill in those little nail holes and just wipe it down at the same time and being as small as they are, it's probably just okay just to run some paint right over the top of those. Those those are the easy ones. But so as the as the holes get bigger in the walls, uh, so does the project and the degrees of difficulty and the list of tools that you might need. So let's say uh, let's take the next one. That's kind of common. Let's say you put a you know, a wall anchor of some sort, you know, something into the drywall. And now you've taken that out or pounded it through or, or something. And it left this this hole, you know, that's big enough that you could either stick your little finger in or at least, you know, a full-size pencil or a Sharpie or something. You'd stick that in the hole. You know, yes, that could be filled with something like spackle, but it may take a very long time for it to harden up and also just wiping it off at the surface level may not make that thing, you know, disappear all the way. Um, drywall mud would work for this also likely, but it could sag and it will also shrink a bit when it dries, pulling away from the edges. So it won't be a very stable patch, <clears throat> which, which may or may not come into play. We don't know. Uh, but that's okay, either one of those two things, because you could come back with a second fill coat or a skim coat to get the base back to even, or perhaps even match the texturing at that point that is the uh, the finished surface of the wall. So from, from here on out, though, uh, including this one, I think these are the patches that will likely probably need to have a little bit of primer or some type of a sealer put over the patching compound. Otherwise, uh, when you paint over it, the paint soaks right into that and you get something that looks a little different. The sheen of the paint changes. Uh, some people will just paint the patch, let it dry, paint the patch again, and then paint a little bit bigger area. But uh, as you walk down a wall and you see a little bit of light coming down the hallway or from the <clears throat> the window in the bedroom that's next to it or whatever the light is getting in there, sometime these patches will show up. And it's not necessarily that the the surface is 
uh, out of character for the for the texturing that's there, but uh, the way that the uh, the coating soaked into it, uh, it just looks flat. It just looks rough. It looks like something else took took place there. So let's increase the degree of difficulty a little bit. Yeah, that that's the next one. Um, let, let's make this harder. Uh, let's say that that wall anchor that you used uh, got ripped out of the wall, <laughs> like the the towel bar maybe that was mounted to the wall just got pushed down on and it just tore itself out of the, uh, out of the drywall. Um, that, that blowout, you know, takes a, a chunk of the, of the drywall out, you know, and, and this could be as big as, you know, like a, like a quarter or a, a 50 cent coin or something. It, it could be fairly good size. In fact, it even may be a little worse than what you see because you need to remove the, the loose stuff, the chunks, the crumbles, uh, you know, that are around the edges in that because you can't apply patching material to something that's loose or torn. Uh, the patching material is not really going to glue anything kind of back together. So you got to, you got to cut all that out, knife it out or saw it out or just tear it off or something. You may also want to, uh, trim around, uh, the edge of the hole a little bit and remove some of the, texturing in the top layer of the paper that is on the sheetrock. Uh, get get down a little bit lower so that as we build it up, we're not uh, creating a bump there on the wall. Um, sheetrock, I said it again, drywall. Okay, well, tack with it, sue me. Uh, so if you have a piece of uh, a sheetrock, just cut a scrap and plug that and, uh, and fill the hole. And you say, oh yeah, sure, Joe, yeah, right, I keep I keep this inventory of, of sheetrock pieces. Tari, you've got them. You've got that whole, you know, cabinet in your garage full of just sheetrock and two by fours. You know, no, uh, a lot of people don't have scrap sheetrock. But I'll tell you, if you ever need just a a small piece of scrap, just go down to any of the lumber yards or the home centers. A lot of times when sheetrock is delivered, there's these pieces that are used to separate the stacks of the sheetrock. Uh, they don't use like two by fours and lumber like they do with the lumber, they use sheetrock and they fold it up kind of accordion style and you can grab one of those. And so you've got these strips that are, you know, ask for it, ask, can, can I have one of those? Oh yeah, sure. Take it. Yeah. We just throw them away. That's great. Uh, but it, it's good to have that little strip just for patching these little holes and then you don't have to buy it. I saw those. I saw you can buy like two foot by two foot pieces of sheetrock and they're like a dollar less than if you buy the entire sheet. <laughs> I know you're saying, well, I don't need the whole sheet and I don't want to have that whole sheet laying around after I get done. But uh, it just, that seems a little opportunistic on the pricing when they do that kind of stuff. But anyway, if you can use one of these little pieces or ask if there's a broken sheet somewhere that you can just have a, a chunk off of. And uh, a lot of times the, the real lumber yards and stuff are just happy to give you that stuff. Anyway, uh, where were we? Oh yeah. The anchor got torn out of the wall. Oh, that's where we're at. We're at a break. Uh, let's come back and fix that hole in the sheetrock with another technique. As the home fix show continues here on news talk KBOI, I'm Joe Prin. Maybe I can help you out with something that you are working on. You've discovered something now that you're inside a little more and you think, wow, I really need to take care of that. Uh, maybe you have a question about that. 208. 208- 336-3700-208-336-3700. I'm Joe Prin. You're listening to Home Fix. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back. 
on News Talk KBOI. Replacing your roof doesn't happen every day, and that's a good thing, right? Maybe this is the first time you've ever faced this, or since the last time you've had to do this, a lot has changed. Today's roofing shingles can last 35, 45, even 50 years or more. Get the roofing information and experienced advice you need from the Home Fix recommended roofing company, CF Construction. Craig will visit your home and prepare a complete and accurate quotation for you. If you need to get your insurance company involved, not a problem. CF Construction works at the mall and will be your advocate in getting you the best roof possible for your home. But what about scheduling? Yes, this is tricky right now, but CF Construction has been here before and knows how to make this as quick and easy as possible for you. Many customers comment on how fast and professionally Craig and his team made things happen. Take the worry and stress out of getting a new roof. Just get in touch with CF Construction, 208-921-1445. That's 208-921-1445 for your new roof from CF Construction. Yep, it's official. It's getting colder. It's also time to change your furnace filters. Clean filters let your heating system work more efficiently. And with rising energy costs, every dollar counts. At the Air Filter Superstore, they have the right filters, in the right size, at the right price, and lots of them. They are never out of stock, and custom sizes can be built while you wait. Call ahead, and they'll have your order ready for pickup. But hey, as long as you're going, grab a couple extras to save the trip next time. Or even better, sign up for the free delivery service on qualifying orders, and they will bring them to you. How could it get better? Well, mention you listen to the Home Fix Show when placing your order and save an additional $2. The Air Filter Superstore is at 3825 East Lanark, one block east of DeMeyer Furniture near Franklin and Eagle Road in Meridian. Online orders and more info, including installation services, is at airfiltersidaho.com. Or call or text 208-672-1323. The Air Filter Superstore, 208-672-1323. Homeowners insurance is often not appropriate appreciated or understood until you need it. It is one of those things that you know you must have, but really are not that familiar with. I mean, who wants to read page after page of that very small print? Brett Murphy does. It's his job. Brett Murphy with Boise River Insurance is local and independent, so he can work to find you what fits your needs the best. Your house may have gone up significantly in value, and you need to be sure that your coverage has kept up with it. Has your agent made sure that you are covered? Do you even know who your agent is? If it is time for a face-to-face sit-down review, Brett Murphy would like to help you out. He will answer the questions. If you need to select your homeowner's insurance, talk to Brett and have him find you the best possible coverage and cost. Brett is available to talk with you, regardless of who you get your insurance from. 208-949-2222 or email brett at boiseriverinsurance.com. 208-949-2222. Email your question, and Joe will get you an answer. Joe at JoePrin.com. You're listening to The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin on News Talk KBOI. So patching a little bit of sheetrock here, if you have that extra scrap piece, just uh, cut, a, cut a plug. Cut one that's the same size as the hole and stick it in there, right? Well, could be that easy. If the hole is uh, tapered a little bit, and what I mean is the size of the hole on the face edge, on the textured side, the side that you're going to paint, if that hole is bigger than the face as it goes back into the cavity of the wall, tapered, kind of conical in shape, uh, your plug will not push through. It it can only go so far. So you can trim and shave and make that fit kind of nice. You can just take and cut that plug with some of the drywall mud. You could even use some 
adhesive on there, just some some glue of some sort or construction adhesive and shove it in there and let that dry. You know, wipe off the, the surface with a, uh, a putty knife. I use a, a five-inch knife whenever I do drywall repair like that. It seems to be the, the perfect size for that. It's not too wide, not too narrow. Uh, very handy to have that. Just scrape off any excess and let it dry. You just need to walk away and let it dry. You can also cut a small piece of the mesh tape, uh, the patching tape, or some of the paper joint tape to cover over this patch and bond to the original surface. That's where we tore that off to expose a little bit of that paper there. So when it's dry, uh, you can scrape that flat also and just take the edge and just scrape off any high spots. Or you can also use a damp sponge uh, that's wet sanding. It works pretty good that way. You don't make a lot of dust that way at all. Um, don't sand if you if you don't have to. Um, dust is just, especially sheetrock dust is just a mess. Man, it gets in the air and it goes everywhere. It is so fine. So uh, I like the wet towel, the wet sponge or something and just kind of work work that as your tool. You can even wrap a wet rag around a block of wood and use it like you were block sanding, but with the uh, the moisture doing the work. And it actually kind of moves some of that drywall mud from the high spots and deposits it into the low spots. You just got to let it dry then again if you get it uh, you get it too damp. So then again, uh, do that. And, and after this, uh, you know, scrape it again, scrape it flat, damp sponge it to feather the new surface into the old. And it could be ready to texture now to match however that is that's that's an art texturing is a whole different different thing we'll have to talk about that separately sometime because i mean there's you know 800 different ways to duplicate textures that somebody put on the wall and they all be they all might be using the same basic technique but it's like the the hand of the artist everybody does it just a little different and for you to try to duplicate that that's that's a little tricky so you may have a very forgiving texture. You may have one that's a little bit uh, harder to do. So right now we're just we're just patching. That's that's our easy out. Uh, we're just patching. So uh, the nice thing about doing these these patches too is if you don't like the way it's turning out, fix it. Uh, either dig something out, you know, carve it out, add some more to it, take some off of it, or whatever. It's better to spend that little bit of extra time now than sitting over there in your recliner, you know, looking at this patch for the next twenty years, wishing that you would have spent that extra, you know, 15 minutes or that extra half a day to fix it. That's the thing that you've got that a lot of the uh, the professionals don't have is you've got maybe some more time on your side. Is it, side. Is it that critical that you get this thing done, you know, right now? Could it survive for another day? Do you have to finish that right now? Maybe you do let it let it go for a day and come back at it when you're <laughs> either in a better mood or your your hand's not so tired or something and uh, just, just take your time with it. Um the last hole that we will patch here for this uh, is something that's bigger than what just this, you know, pushed-in plug, this, this drywall cork or something will will take care of. Here, the, the ending is the same as what I was talking about there. But with the bigger holes, maybe it's like where, you know, a, a, an outlet was removed or where a doorknob punched a hole in the wall or where Tara got mad and she punched a hole in the wall. You know, she, she, she can be a... Yeah, she can get tough. Uh, here, you're going to go ahead and, and mark it out and cut out maybe a nice square. You kind of square up the hole, make it a little more even, make it easier to work with. Uh, you know, uh, put a piece of cardboard on there that's right size, trace around it, cut it out, and then you've got the piece of cardboard to match on your 
on your patch to get it the right size or something. But perhaps with something like uh, some plywood or OSB uh, that you have, you know, everybody's got some scraps of that laying around, right? And well, there we're back to that again. But you're going to cut out this piece of plywood or this OSB and you're going to make it just a, a couple inches bigger than the hole around all four of the sides. And you think, well, how am I going to get that in there? Well, you're going to get it in diagonally because the diagonal measurement is going to be bigger than there's that geometry stuff again. Anyway, uh, you're going to put some glue around the edge of that plywood patch or that OSB patch. You're going to put a screw in the middle of it to use it like as a handle. So you got something to hang on to. You're going to hang on to that screw. You're going to feed it into that hole kind of diagonally and work it down in there. If that doesn't work, you might even take a couple pieces of like one by four or one by six, put one in on the left-hand side, put one in on the right-hand side. And as you're holding on to that handle screw, that centerpiece screw, uh, you're also going to, and this is where you got to have like three hands or a helper or something, uh, run some screws in from the original drywall around the edge into that wood backing material and just suck it down tight enough that it, it secures it there. You're going to let the glue do the work. And again, then patience, come back, let it dry and uh, wipe off any excess glue or something. Then remove that center screw out of the way after you don't need that there anymore and come back and tighten up the other screws around the perimeter. Now you've got some backing material that, again, we can put a little bit of glue on. You can cut another piece of sheetrock to go into that hole, stick that in there, attach it with a few screws to keep it from moving, mud over all of that, tape the joints, do all of that, and then continue on to the next stage of of patching. Um, So it it works good. The only tool difference that you're going to need here is as the patches get bigger, you're going to need some bigger tools. So like if you're taking out where a door was or where a window was or something, now your little five-inch knife's not going to be enough. Now you're probably going to need a 10-inch taping knife to get a bigger pull and a flatter finish coat. Lots of good videos on how to do that stuff. The idea is not to have any high or low spots. So you can shine a light down the wall and you can see if you've got some bumps or low spots. Fill them in or knock down the high spots a little bit more. Patching up the sheetrock can be done. It takes a lot of patience, but once you get uh, fairly good at that, that's a nice skill to have because it's not inexpensive to have somebody come in and try to do these little patches. You can see all the trips back and forth. That's where it gets kind of costly. We're going to be back with more of the Home Fix show in the next hour after the news. Stay with us. If you need to reach us, 208-336-3700. We'll be right back. Make sure that your home's heating and cooling system is in shape for whatever the season will bring with the expert and community-trusted service you can only rely on from Heating Equipment Company. Heating Equipment Company will top it off. They use reliable and award-winning Lennox equipment, so your air is guaranteed to be perfect season after season. For a limited time, you can get up to $1,200 in rebates and monthly payments as low as $132 on a brand new Lennox system, quoted during this rebate period. These unmatched savings make it easier than ever to guarantee your system is ready for whatever the season's weather brings. Award-winning Lennox products and the community-trusted service you expect, it doesn't get much better than that. Call Heating Equipment Company at 208-459-2212 today or visit them online at heatingequipmentcompany.com to learn more or schedule that appointment today. Conditions apply. See dealer for details. Heating Equipment Company, 208-459-2212. This is a podcast of The Home Fix Show with Joe Prince. Little 
temperature deceiving out there right now. 43 degrees here at the KBOI studio. Good morning. Welcome back to the Home Fix Show on this Saturday morning, December 10th. Thanks for being with us here for the next couple hours. We have together, I'm going to continue to try to do my best to answer questions and talk about things that may help you out if you're working on your house or doing some improvements, maybe moving in, moving out. I will do what I can. And if you have a question that you would like to ask or comment on something that you've heard, uh, call in. And if it's something I can't help you out with, I mentioned this at the beginning of uh, the last hour, I thought about that. This just hit me the other night, how many thousands of years of experience is sitting in the heads of those of you listening to this show. And if you ever hear something where you know another way of doing it or perhaps a correction to something that I say, feel free to call in. Let's, I mean, getting out more information and correct information, that's the, that's the goal here. So we can always talk about that too. Uh, 208-336-3700 is how you join us. 208-336-3700 to get in on the show. Um, next Saturday on the show, in the 9 o'clock hour, I've got a guest coming in to talk with us. Uh, we'll just have him here for uh, for that portion of that hour. Um, his name's Sean. He's with uh, The Furniture Medic, uh, not a sponsor of the show, and just a, a company that I've watched from the background. And Sean and I just had a great conversation uh, the other day. It was kind of quick, but I think he's got a lot to tell you about and let you know what he can do. He fixes furniture and fixes kitchen cabinetry and bathroom cabinetry and doors and molding and woodwork and all that when it either gets damaged or worn or injured or the dog chews on the leg of, you know, your antique table or something and you want that fixed. Uh, that's what Sean does. So he's going to tell us about what he does, how he does that and how that might help you out. We'll have him here on the show next week in the nine o'clock hour. Um, also sometime be listening during this hour. I'm not sure which break we're going to do this in. Um, it'll depend on just what's happening around here. But, uh, last week we gave away two of the gutter sense gutter cleaning tools, uh, that, uh, our friend Michael, who you heard on the show, he invented those and he and his family are marketing and packaging and distributing and getting these things out. And he provided us with some of these to give away. And we're going to give another one of those away on the show today. They, they sell for uh, thirty three ninety nine. I think that's shipping included. I think that's the the whole deal that he had for us. Uh, you can see how this tool works at guttersense.com. There's a simple video there that only takes a couple minutes to watch and see this, but it's a it's a good way to clean out your gutters without having to get up on a step stool or a ladder. Uh, pretty much, if you've got two hands that you know can hold a pole and pull a little. Uh, rope string on it. Uh, you, you can do this. You, you can do this yourself. And so it might not only save you some money, but could save an injury. So uh, take a look at that. But uh, sometime during the show here, I'm going to get tell you, give you the cue to call in. Uh, the contest line number is 208-336-3711. Remember that uh, or write that down right now. 208-336-3711 and uh, be listening and we'll give one of those away to somebody that's paying attention this morning. Uh, number, if you want to get in on the show again, 208-336-3700. Uh, 
prior to the news break, we were talking about drywalling, sheetrocking, and doing some patches. Um, definitely on the big patches, uh, seal those up with a good coat of primer. Uh, before you do any type of painting, because one of the things that can happen if you use like, you know, if you're just patching a little patch and you just take a brush and kind of run it over the top and feather it back and forth, that's fine. But when you start doing a like a whole wall and there's a bunch of fresh uh, drywall mud on that wall, maybe you skim coated it or retextured part of it or patched it. And if you try to run a paint roller right over the top of uh, just bare mud, what happens is the moisture that's in the paint much like the, when we were talking about wet sanding, that moisture is going to dissolve the drywall uh, mud. It's either going to mess up the texturing detail that you had or something's going to happen. So there is a primer that is made for that that does not dissolve the mud as it's being applied and uh, seals it so that when you put your finish layer of paint on, it doesn't just soak in and then change the sheen of the wall. It's called PVA Primer. Uh, polyvinyl acetate primer and uh, it's it's inexpensive it's kind of milky it's kind of sort of a white transparent color it's not designed to give the wall any color or anything it's just designed to seal the new drywall work so yes you'll need to do that you can roll that on over there and and do that also I thought I'd mention too that the drywall mud itself you know mud being that term that it's a slang term it's the joint compound uh, that comes in premixed quartz, comes in gallons, uh, commonly also found in 3.5 gallon boxes. If you need a whole bunch of it, that's what the pros do because it's, uh, it's pretty inexpensive on a per gallon basis there. In fact, if you go to buy like two quarts, you can usually just buy a gallon. And if you buy one, two gallons, you might as well buy the, the bigger box. But then it comes, you know, well, what do you do with the leftovers? Do you really need that much hanging around because this stuff can get old and stinky and dry up uh, pretty quick. So, you know, only buy what you're going to use in pre-mixed form, you know, for maybe six months. You know, if you're not going to use it in six months, don't don't buy that much. Uh, you can also get smaller containers. Comes in like little milk cartons and you can also get it in, in, in bags and paper bags. I was thinking about milk cartons the other day. Do you realize there's a whole generation of kids that'll never know what it's like to drink from a paper milk carton anymore? Did you do that? Did you ever drink from paper milk cartons when you were in school? Are you too young? You know, you'd, you'd tear open the milk carton and you'd pop that thing open into the little square shape and you'd drink out of the milk carton. Well, now they're putting all those plastic plugs on the side of them and you don't even tear them open anymore. The almond milk I buy comes with that. It's got this plastic thing and I just thought... Boy, the kids are just never going to know what it's like to, you know, wear your best on picture day, your shirt, and then you drink from the milk and it all runs down the front of your shirt. And, okay. Choo, squirrel. Went off to the side. All right. Uh, you can get these smaller containers of uh, powdered mud. Uh, you can just pour them out into a, a, a coffee cup or, you know, paper cup or something. Add a little bit of water to it and mix it up. That, this way you can just mix up whatever you want. It doesn't spoil. You know, I've got a couple bags that I've had around for at least... 15 years and I'll go out there and just grab a couple spoonfuls out of the bag, mix it up in a little container, do a little patch or a touch up where I nick something and um, works great for that. There's also some faster drying versions of this. <clears throat> They've got some kind of an accelerant in it. I don't know how that works, but there's some 20 minute versions. They call it hot mud. Uh, it gets hot as it dries and uh, something chemically happens in there and it dries very quickly. There's also some 60 minute you know, and some 
some 90 minutes. So I guess it depends how long, you know, it is till halftime of the football game when you want to go back and do your second coat. But the faster drying muds tend to be harder. They get more brittle. They can crack easier and they're harder to sand. If you're going to do any sanding or trying to wet sand, they're they're a little trickier to work with. So the convenience of speed, you're trading that off for, for some other stuff. So if you have the time, uh, go with the slow, traditional, inexpensive mud, and it's it's pretty full, foolproof if you do that. Uh, all right. Uh, one of the other things I got, I got a question here. Let me get back to it. Just make sure I'm phrasing it right. They're asking about uh, getting rid, I think, disposing of stain and paint leftovers. Uh, this person has moved into a new home and the owner has left all of the stain and the paint all nicely stacked on a shelf in the garage. <laughs> and I know why some of that happens. It's because they, uh, when they go to move, the movers don't want to move it. They don't want to touch it. They don't want to throw it away. So they think, hey, we're going to do the next person a favor and leave all this stuff. Well, they found that a lot of the stuff that's there either isn't any good anymore or it's not stuff that they want to use anyway so they're saying how do i what do i do with this stuff i know i can't just put it out in the trash can what do i do so uh i'll tell you that when we come back with more of the home fix show right after this welcome to saturday morning i'm joe prin this is home fix the home fix show with joe prin we'll be right back on News Talk KBOI. So, we hear that many of you have gotten deeper into woodworking lately. Perhaps you even picked up some new tools at the last Woodcraft Woodworking Expo. Your list of crafts and projects can go from a few boards or blocks to a treasured family heirloom, or at least something useful and appreciated. Woodworking is a wonderful way to express your creativity and to continually learn and grow within a hobby or maybe even a new side gig. And when you have questions or need advice, Woodcraft is here to help with the tools, accessories, finishes, and hardware. They embrace the workshop beginners and help the seasoned professionals with the same great service and all the latest and best in blades and bits, safety equipment, dust removal, and cleanup. Quality matters in tools and service. That's why woodworkers choose Woodcraft. There's also a full schedule of classes for you to look over at woodcraftofboise.com. Beginner or professional, what do you want to make? Chances are, Woodcraft can help. In the Overland Park Shopping Center at Cole and Overland. Or visit woodcraftofboise.com. Woodcraft, helping you make wood work. This is the time of year that has to be one of the hardest for your floors. All the coming and going of children and friends and vacationing relatives and everything that they track in with them, plus the pets, and did I mention the children? Yeah. Carpets take a lot of abuse, but so does your tile and hardwood floors. You've heard me sing the praises of Zero Res for many years. Zero Res has the cleaning knowledge, the techniques, and the tools for every situation and cleaning challenge. And for all of this, the thing that makes Zero Res different from everyone else, patented Zero Res water, which does a better job breaking down the dirt and grime to get carpets and floors cleaner while not leaving behind a sticky residue like detergent cleaners do. Zero Res cleans upholstery, area rugs, and outdoor patio furniture too. For quotes, professional scheduling, and service, and respect of your home and furniture, book your next appointment online at ZeroResBoise.com or call them at 208 308- 383-1000. That's 208-383-1000 for Zero Res. If you are looking to buy, sell, or tap into your equity, take a few minutes to visit with Terry Hefner and his team of professionals at Guild Mortgage. 
The local market has changed dramatically in recent years, and working with a pro that understands these conditions is critical. Terry and his team have been helping Idaho homeowners for nearly 30 years. Before you make any financial moves that involve your home, call Terry Hefner. Terry is a native Idahoan and is a second-generation real estate professional. When you work with Guild, you support a local business that helps our local economy. The Hefner Group at Guild Mortgage wants to create a positive loan experience and help you make the most informed decisions you can, especially for first-time homebuyers. There is a lot of confusing information out there, so let Terry Hefner help you. Call 208-599-8500 or visit terryhefner.com. Terry Hefner, NMLS 95796, company NMLS number 3274. Guild Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Water damage can cost thousands of dollars to repair. One way to prevent this is rain gutters, the most overlooked and least expensive addition to your home. Rain gutter systems move water away from your home, reducing the risk of a flooded basement, crawl space, damaged siding, fascia, and soffits. Recently, a home without rain gutters had to have $35,000 in siding repairs before rain gutters could be installed. And leaky rain gutters on one side of a home that went undiscovered for a year cost a homeowner $8,000 in repairs. Hunter rain gutters are the only local company in Boise who have crisscrossed Idaho, Washington, and Oregon, working on hundreds of jobs in the Pacific Northwest dealing with huge amounts of moisture. This experience provided skills, knowledge, and expertise to undertake any job they could come across in the Treasure Valley. If your gutters are sagging, damaged, or leaking, it's time to take care of this. And if your gutters just need to be cleaned, call the setup service so you stay safe and off the ladder. Call 208-747-0641 or visit HunterRainGutters.com and follow Hunter Rain Gutters on Facebook. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. So what do you do with all the paint and stain leftovers that uh, you have around your house? Maybe it's some of the stuff that you will never use again. You know, you saved it for, for years or like in this case, somebody moves into a house and the previous owners left all of this paint and stain there and you know you go around and hopefully they labeled the cans you know this is for you know the bedroom living room kitchen bathroom or whatever but maybe you find a whole bunch of stuff that you say well look I, i'm going to repaint that bedroom anyway i'm never going to use this again so what do you, what do you do with this stuff what is the responsible thing to do you can't just take these cans and just carefully set them out in your trash can and hope that when they pick that up on Tuesday or Thursday or whenever that they're just going to dump it into their truck and away they go. No, that you, you're not supposed to do that because of the liquids and, you know, they're all going to pop open and leak all over and just make a mess. And you're not supposed to do that they're, In fact, they're going to get very, very angry with you if you do that. So one of the, the things that you hear about is, well, just pop the lids off them and let it dry out. Okay, that that is very possible. The thing is, depends how much you have. You have to remember that as that can is drying, it's also putting out a lot of fumes into the air. And if you do this on a large scale, maybe you've got 30 gallons of this stuff. Where are you going to put that, that it's going to be safe, that none of it's going to get tipped over and stuff? But um, also it could uh, could start you know, uh, it could cause a fuming problem. So you gotta, you may have to do this a little bit at a time. If it's only two or three gallons, yeah, you can pop the lids off of them, put them in a, a ventilated area outside of the house, maybe out in the shed or the garage or the barn or under the patio cover or something, and just let it evaporate off and harden up. That works 
just fine for most of the uh, acrylic latex and the oil-based paints, but it doesn't work very well for stains. Uh, stains, it's, it's the vehicle that it's made out of. Acrylic latex, the water will evaporate, the latex will harden up. The oil-based products are thick enough that as the, their vehicles evaporate, well, my vehicle's a Chevy pickup. No, that's not what I'm talking about. The, the stains are primarily a oil that uh, is designed not to evaporate off like that or in such a manner, and it could take literally years for half a gallon of oil stain to, to turn into a solid. Once you do get it to be a solid, then it can uh, be disposed of in the trash cans through the solid waste collection system. But what about the other stuff? You know, what, what can you do with those, those stains? Uh, you might, you know, you don't want to make your problem somebody else's problem, but what, what could you do with those? Are they, are they pretty full? Are they not full? Well, they could go to, uh, household hazardous waste collection days. Uh, your community does that where they'll have collection centers set up in uh, different places in the town or at the landfill. There's places where you can take this stuff and it'll be handled properly. It'll be disposed of properly. That's one way to do it. And you think, well, gosh, this stain, this, I mean, this can is, you know, it's almost full. There's really nothing the matter with it other than it's just not something that I'm ever going to use. If it's, if it's mostly full, I'd say like, you know, three quarters or more full and it's in good shape and the label is what it is and it's fairly a, you know, a clean container, you might check with somebody like Second Chance Building Materials or the Habitat uh, restore, see if they could use that and through your donation, then they can sell that. But um, it needs to be what it is. You can't have it in a glass jar or where the label's gotten peeled off and you don't know what it is. It's got to be easily identifiable. And you want to check with them first because they may they may reject it depending what it is. Um, you can also downsize uh, these containers if you want to keep them and have them last a little bit longer. Maybe you've got that gallon can, but it's only got a quart of uh, paint in it, and it's just taking up too much room. You can purchase containers at paint stores. Uh, some of them will just give them to, or they used to. I don't know if they'll do that anymore, but you can uh, you can just ask for smaller containers. You can downsize it, put a dab of the color on it right on the can with a Sharpie what it is, and remove some of the, the air from that can, uh, and it'll it'll keep longer. So you may be able to salvage that for another you know, a couple of years until you you do find a, a a use for that stuff. But as far as just the basic paint that they were asking about here, basic house paint and wall paint, probably a latex product, pop the lids off, ventilated area, let it harden up, and it can be disposed of with your solid waste unless it's uh, there's plenty of that up there that, uh, you know, you can find some place that will, will take that from you and, and donate it to them. Uh, that'll work good. Uh, one other tip that uh, somebody passed on to me here, they said, watch out if you're bringing firewood inside <laughs> right now. They they said they uh, sent me a mail. They said, we brought in a bunch of firewood and stacked it in our garage. And all of a sudden they've got ants and some other bugs just all over the place in the garage. And uh, yeah, you don't know what's living inside that uh, that firewood. They may have uh, chewed their way in un- under the bark or something or or whatever to uh, find a place to winter over and you you don't want to bring that stuff inside so uh, yeah keep maybe the firewood for the for the season outside where it's uh, where where the the bugs aren't going to be uh, uh, spreading throughout your house that that would be quite the surprise isn't it I remember doing that once I took uh, somebody made us this little candle holder thing it was a, a a log you know just a had this nice 
I don't know if it was birch or something, had this nice bark on it real nice and drilled holes and put these candles on it, had these little feet and you put it up on the mantle or maybe I made this, I may have done this. And then (laughs) all of a sudden there's these ants all over the the fireplace mantle. Where are these things coming from and everything? And then I realized they were in that, that piece of wood that we brought in to do that with. So be careful, be careful. All right. We're going to take our bottom of the hour break here before we come back. We'll talk about some more things. I'd, uh, be interested in what you're working on. Maybe the project that you're asking questions about will help out somebody else that is doing the same thing now or in the near future. So don't be afraid to call the number to get in here on the Home Fix Show, 208-336-3700. What kind of advice could you use? A second opinion or one of our uh, professionals maybe listening today can help answer that question. 208 208- 336-3700. I'm Joe Prin. This is Home Fix. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Jeez, I am really having trouble finding a general contractor that I can trust. It feels a bit like looking for the elusive Sasquatch. Hey, you just remodeled your kitchen and it looks amazing. How did you find your contractor? Oh, it was easy. You just call Sasquatch. Wait, what? Sasquatch is real? Oh yeah, Sasquatch is real and great to work with. You just have to do the Sasquatch call. Oh, I see. Like this? Yeah, that was close. But you can also call him at 208 268 8080. Well, that seems way easier. Does Sasquatch do social? Oh, for sure. Sasquatch is insta-famous. The Squatch also has a website. It's sasquatchcontracting.com. So that's 208-268-8080 and sasquatchcontracting.com? Yep, you got it. Wow, it looks like Sasquatch Contracting does all sorts of renovations and additions. Yep, Sasquatch Contracting can tackle any project you throw at them. Just give them a call. Or 208 208- 268-8080. Sasquatch Contracting, what you've been looking for but couldn't find until now. Fantastic countertops are more than appearance. Attention to detail in every step of the process and fabrication is critical to a stunning result. The fit and finish at installation is what makes for top-level customer satisfaction. That's what Cutting Edge Kitchens delivers with each and every countertop. From a simple bathroom vanity to the most incredible designer kitchens, Cutting Edge Kitchens has been there for all of it. Your choices for materials are better than they've ever been before. And with, well, Cutting Edge technology for measurements and making your tops, Cutting Edge Kitchens makes the process of new countertops efficient and a pleasure to watch. Is it time for new countertops in your home? Or are you building and want something a little different or better? Talk with Cutting Edge Kitchens now. Large format tile is also available as well as complete repair and restoration services for existing countertops. Cutting Edge Kitchens, 208-344-3404. That's 208-344-3404. My husband started running trucks for Master Plumbing when he was 18 years old, and I was a car hop at a local drive-thru. We went to college here, got married here, and have raised our family, you guessed it, right here in the Treasure Valley. This is home to us. It's our community. And we've been fortunate to have an amazing Master Plumbing family grow with us. So if you have a nagging faucet that drips or a shower drain that backs up, let us help prevent the yuck. 
And with the holidays and a house full of guests coming sooner than you know it, let the expert techs at Master Plumbing get your house ready for the picky in-laws and the nephews and the grandkids that seem to be determined to take advantage of any weakness in your plumbing. So make sure your home is ready for every bath, shower, and flush by calling Master Plumbing at 208-888-9191 or visit callmasternow.com. Call the masters. Call the master plumbing. The masters of the trade. Remember when shopping for appliances was fun? It still is at Nampa Appliance TV and Mattress in, well, Nampa. Drop in at this family-owned and operated business and see why being part of the brand source network of independent dealers is so good for you. And let them know you listen to the Home Fix Show. At Nampa Appliance, you get choices. Many choices. A full variety of brands that you know and trust, like Whirlpool, LG, Maytag, Bosch, KitchenAid, Frigidaire, Thermador, GE, and of course, Speed Queen washers and dryers. Then look at the prices. Buying power makes Nampa Appliance TV and Mattress as competitive as anyone, maybe even better. Check out NampaBrandSource.com for select specials and package deals. And finally, service. Delivery? Of course. Installation? Just ask for details. Find Nampa Appliance TV and Mattress at 278 Caldwell Boulevard in Nampa. Say hi to Jackie and Lou, and remember to tell them you heard about Nampa Appliance TV and Mattress on Home Fix. Ladies, if, um, someone in your home thinks they know what they're doing, better call Joe immediately. 208-336-3700. Call soon. Everything's under control. No problem here. This is the Home Fix Show with Joe Prin on News Talk KBOI. If you'd like to join us on the program today with your questions, anything that you are in the middle of or about to start or stuck or perhaps someone around you is working on something and you have a question about what's going on or maybe it's even that contractor that's asking you questions. You go, what, is he, what do they mean by this? Maybe I can help you out. Uh, we won't know till you try. 208-336-3700 is how we can talk. 208 208- Three three six three seven zero zero. It is kind of a, a weird time of year for a lot of folks because they don't want to take on anything too big right now. Hopefully, you finished up a lot of projects because uh, you know you just don't want to. You got enough stuff going on with uh, Christmas and the holidays and New Year's and all of that, and it's cold outside, and we don't know if we're going to have you know three feet of snow on the ground or it's going to be fifty and sunny. We don't know, so it's hard to plan for a lot of things around this time of year, but that also gets people thinking a lot about springtime and what's what's going to be done. But sometimes you just want to, you know, do do some things. You want to do the little stuff that just keeps keeps you active, keeps things moving, keeps uh, the house improving or something that's been on the list for a very long time. And you say, well, now's the time. Uh, while it's not fun, uh, some people do get a lot of satisfaction out of doing some of the maintenance projects. One that I was asked in a text message about was replacing caulking uh, around a bathtub uh, or could be in a shower also. Uh, You were often cleaning up (laughs) the mess of a previous person's work if you're new to the house and there's that stained caulking around the edge of the tub or uh, maybe it's been there for a while. Uh, It's not something you do this very often. A few tools that I use for this type of a project, uh, single-edge razor blades. 
Um, not too hard to find. You don't find them usually in the the, the shaving aisles anymore. <laughs> There's not not much of that, but I guess they're still there. But uh, the hardware stores and the paint stores all have single edge razor blades, kind of of the industrial quality more than the facial quality. Uh, single edge razor blades. Uh, you can use utility knife blades, uh, the box cutter blades, those uh, those triangular tipped blades that you use in those knives they work real good for doing what we're about to do here also uh exacto knives things that are used in hobbies and and carving and things those those type of knives work well for this you're going to need some dish soap you're going to need probably some masking tape towards the end of this project we might need it in the middle of this thing too we'll talk about that and uh some type of a, a pick tool something like an awl or something that uh, maybe even has just a little bit of a hook on the end of it, something that we can get into a small space and grab something and, and pull it out. Um, shop vac isn't a bad thing to have, uh, maybe even a squirt bottle with some water. Um, and then one of those plastic uh, scrub brushes. It's a little brush. It looks like a toothpaste, but it, or toothpaste. It looks like a toothbrush, but um, not a toothbrush. They're, they're used for cleaning. They're much heavier duty with the much bigger bristles. I suppose you could use it for cleaning your teeth, but um, uh, yeah, they'll take Take your gums right off. Anyway, the soap that we talked about, we're going to use that as a, a lubricant. Uh, the blades are the the primary tool that we're going to use. And this this can be hard on your hands. This can this you may have to, you know, shake your hands out and, and rest a little bit and stretch out your fingers and come back at it. So take some time at this. You're also going to be kind of in a weird position. I mean, you're either leaning over the edge of the bathtub or you're in there, sitting there, and you're, 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 it's just awkward spaces. You're down on your hands and knees, and I mean, there's just no good way to do this. But what you're going to be doing is going along the caulking seam between whatever and whatever. Usually it's like between the tile, the ceramic tile, and the, uh, the finished surface of the tub or the shower pan. And you're trying to cut out as much of the old caulking as you can. Now, you're not using the blades on the the tips of the edges, you're actually sliding them along the surface. That's where the soap comes in as the lubricant. And you're trying to get, if, if you thought about it, you know, nice clean, if you were doing a, you know, like a cartoon illustration of this, the blade would be passing exactly through that barrier that is formed by the caulking to the surface. You're going right in between it. You're removing everything off the surface and uh, slicing the the caulking open and you're doing that on both sides so that in theory you can just remove this string of caulking just pull this whole thing out and you're done right well no it's never never that easy um so we don't want to cut into any of the finished surfaces we don't want to scratch the enameled uh, finish off of the bathtub we don't want to nick the tiles we don't want to scrape it scratch it if it's an acrylic tub or a you know a plastic or a fiberglass shower pan uh, we could easily do some damage with these blades. So we've got to be very careful. It's kind of like trying to get, you know, a, a sticker off of a piece of glass, you know, except you're not peeling it. You're using the uh, the razor blade or the, the utility knife blade and uh, using some soap, or you can even use some things like Windex and stuff sometimes too, and just use that as the lubricant and uh, let it slide on there. WD-40 works too. Some people tell me they use WD-40. That That may be a problem for some of the bonding that we're going to do later. So I, I kind of like the soap and water is, is plenty. Uh, anyway, you don't want to dig into any of your finished surfaces. So go go kind of slow and go kind of easy. Silicone's the absolute worst. I mean, it has its place in what we do, and it's, it's situations where we use it. But 
it is the hardest thing to remove. You think you've got all of it, but then you don't. You you feel it. You, you know, you can feel it roll up on your fingers and all that, and you can't get other things to stick to it. It's like once you've started working with silicone, you're you're committed to kind of stick with that product. So you may have to scrub it with some uh, denatured alcohol or something like a, a what a plastic you know pot scrubber or something to try to get the last of the uh, the silicone up off the surface. There's I see all these things, these uh, these caulking removers. It's like these creams that you you supposedly can squirt on and just let them sit, and when you come back, they just peel right off. Have have any of you listening today? Have you ever tried those? Do they work? Uh, the ones that I've tried, I've never had any success with those. If there's if there's one of those that works, I'd really like to to know about it because that's that seems a little too good to be true. I mean, do they actually really work like they say? Do you just squirt on this cream and it just kind of sits on there and you come back in, you know, two hours, four hours, the next day or something, and you can just just pull the caulking right out. I, I've just never had that experience. So if there is something like that, uh, let me know about that, that you've actually, that you've actually used. I, I don't want to know about it if you've just seen the infomercial that I've seen on TV. I want to know if you've actually used this stuff, where you buy it, what it's called, put the thing in your hand, give me the number on it or something. Uh, I'd like to know about that. So uh, careful with the tile grout that you're working around. You don't want to do any damage to that or you don't want to stain that in some way that is irreparable. Because um, a lot of the times you're removing the caulking because it it has gotten, you know, kind of those rusty or mildewy stained, moldy kind of stains on it. And you can't just, you can't just put more caulking over the top of that. Uh, if you don't, and even if you don't, well, even if you did do that, but even if you can't, if you don't get all this stain out, it's going to come back through your new caulking from the inside. That that's an, that stuff's alive. It's a it's a fungus. It's a mold. It's it's mildew. It's it's growing and it's feeding and it will come back through whatever you put over the top of it. So we need to scrape and scrub and pull out all of the possible caulking that's in there. And this this may take some time. I mean, it's a good thing we only have to do this once a decade or something because uh, otherwise, you know, if you were having to do this every year, this would be no fun at all. So you can rinse it off then. You can vac out any of the uh, tight debris and tight places. You can suck it all out and everything. You want to get all those chunks and all the loose stuff out of there. And then let it all dry and take a good, close look at it. Uh, you may see that at this point there's some some grout work that needs to be cleaned a little bit extra or scraped uh, or or detailed a little bit. You may even have some grout that's missing. So uh, you can try some hydrogen peroxide or some of the grout stain removers or whiteners or brighteners on some of the spots. See if that works to get rid of the stain. Uh, you may have to patch in a little bit of of grout. Hopefully, maybe somebody saved a little bit in a jar that was used when when it was put in. If not, you may have to go to the the tile store, the home center, and match up some of the grout, find the color that's the closest, and mix up a little bit and put some of that in there. It's usually the joint between the the top of the uh, the bathtub, the rim, like where you could you know set soap in the corners. It's it's usually right in there, and the tile walls or the wall kit that goes up from there, or in the shower, it's where the shower pan uh, joins the wall tile. Um, so if it's if it's tiled to a, like a masonry service, like tile to a, a shower pan, um, that, that could be best done with a matching color caulking rather than grout along that horizontal line. The vertical should all be grout, but that horizontal line 
there's this stuff called color caulk, which is uh, made by a lot of the, well, the, the, the suppliers that sell all the grout. Uh, they, they usually have an entire line of matching caulking that goes with their grout. So if you have fawn or pewter is your grout color, go get a tube, a caulking gun tube, full of the color caulking that is the same as your grout. You know, is it exactly the same? Well, you know, maybe it's as close as we can get, but it'll be fine. And because that joint is hard to keep uh, dry grout uh, in place there because of flexing of the two different materials. You've got a ceramic tile joining a uh, an enamel steel or a cast iron tub or a fiberglass shower base. And when you fill that tub full of water and you throw your little body in there and stuff, things move around and flex. And if it's you're expecting the tile grout to stay in place to these dissimilar surfaces, it isn't going to happen. And especially in the shower when you're standing there and you're in floors are flexing <coughs> a little bit and such. If the tile, if the, if that joint breaks loose, water gets underneath it and starts growing all the gross stuff again. So if you use some of the, uh, the, the matching color caulking, some of that will hold up better than the grout. It stays a little bit flexible, has some adhesive qualities. And then that's where our caulking trick with the, uh, the tape comes in. Uh, I'll tell you about that when we come back after the break here. If you've never, done caulking this way uh boy you're missing a real treat because this this makes you look good (laughs) this is the way you get uh, a pro result by uh not having to uh smear this with your finger anymore i'll tell you about that when we come back more of the home fix show coming up if you want to join in on the program today the number is 208-336-3700 you can also send emails to joe at joeprin.com. Either way, I will get your questions answered. It's more fun to talk to you, though, so grab the phone, pick it up, punch in 208-336-3700. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Here is a change you will like. Change the way you clean. With a VacuFlow Central Vac system from Coltrane Central Vac, you put the power and convenience where you want it. Chameleon hoses store inside your wall behind the access ports. VacPort automatic toe kick dust bins allow you to sweep and make it disappear. Coltrane Central Vac can install a 20-foot utility hose in your laundry room for cleaning lint screens and floors after laundry day. And if you like to keep your car interior looking fresh, the Vroom Garage Retract Vac gives you professional results with a full complement of tools. And the hose disappears into the tubing so there is nothing taking up floor space. Want to take a look at some of this for your home? Visit ColtrinVac.com or stop by the Coltrane Vac showroom at 11580 West Fairview in Boise. Or call 208-895-8900 to set up an appointment at your house. 208-895-8900, Coltrane Central Vac. We are all looking for ways to be more energy and financially efficient these days. Budget Blinds can take care of both of these for you. Properly fit and installed window shades can help keep the summer heat out of your house, keeping your utility bill lower. They look great and are easy to operate. If pleated shades are not your thing, with thousands of other choices, Budget Blinds is sure to have something exciting, fresh, and fun for your home. And back to the efficiency thing again. Budget Blinds will come to you. Their showroom on wheels comes to your home and their designer will help you choose your new window coverings. 
shades, shutters, or drapes. Budget Blinds includes installation and an exclusive no questions asked warranty, which covers anything that could happen to the window covering, including damage from children and pets. Call 208-375-1212 for Budget Blinds or visit budgetblinds.com slash Boise. 208-375-1212 for Budget Blinds. The spring of 2023 is really not all that far away. Now, give me a chance here. I'm not rushing anything, but if you'd like to enjoy your beautiful new backyard swimming pool as soon as you can, now's the time to talk to Brent at Backyard Oasis. Your new in-ground pool from San Juan Pools and Backyard Oasis is easier to take care of and outlasts other types of pools. There are close to 100 sizes and styles to choose from. And how about this? Your new pool can be installed start to finish in just 10 days. But here's the catch. These pools are built to order and Backyard Oasis needs up to six weeks just to have it made. So back to that, enjoying that pool as soon as it gets nice enough outside, that means you should be contacting Brent at Backyard Oasis now and getting on his spring schedule. Seriously, Brent and his team insist on maintaining quality at every step. Because of this, he only has time to install about 20 pools per year. Will you be one of the lucky ones in 2023 to have your kids or grandkids splashing around and having a great time? 208-250-0176. 208-250-0176 for Backyard Oasis. Making the decision to sell your home or buy a new one is very big. And when you choose your realtor, you want to know you're with a team that will be committed and with you for the complete process. Matt Bauscher has been voted the number one real estate agent in the Boise area and is the founding partner at Amherst Madison. For you, that means an incredible team of professionals that will help you reach your goal, respect your time, your family, and your desires. Look at current listings or read what Matt's clients have to say at BauscherRealEstate.com. In accordance with fair housing laws, Matt Bauscher provides equal professional service without regard to race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, favorite basketball team, or sexual orientation of any prospective client, customer, or the residents of any community. Reach Matt at BauscherRealEstate.com. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. Nah, don't do that because actually the first caller at 208-336-3711 is going to win one of our gutter scents, uh, gutter cleaning tools that uh, our guest provided us on the show last week. They're wonderful. I have one of them and have used it, and it, it works great. It does exactly what it says it's supposed to do, and it's a it's a good product. It's one of those simple things like, where has this been all my life? So first caller at 208-336-3711. Tara will take your name, your address, your phone number, and I will mail you a gutter sense tool. Oh, it looks like uh, she's got that call now, so... Uh, we are good to go. All right. Somebody was right there. That's great. Uh, thanks Thanks for calling in. All right. Uh, in the next hour, we're going to talk about ice dams. What are they? Can they happen again? Are you new to the Treasure Valley or anywhere here in Idaho, I suppose? You may not be familiar with the term ice dams. Uh, according to weather forecasts and kind of what we're seeing already, the conditions are lining up for this to be uh, another distinct possibility. Did you go through that? We'll touch on that when we come back after the news here. But let's finish up with our bathroom caulking project here. Uh, we left off with the 
the old caulking trick with the uh, the tape. This is a masking tape that you use for this. The blue tape doesn't always work so well because it's not as sticky. This is where I find traditional masking tape, just regular old uh, masking tape works good. I've also been told that the uh, the frog tape, uh, the green frog tape works really well for this also. But um, I've always used just regular brown masking tape for this. It's, it's cheap and seems to work good. I usually use about the uh, the one inch wide, and, and that seems to be fine. What you're going to do here, after you've got all the old caulking cleaned out, the tile grout's been repaired, everything's dry, vacuumed, it's all ready to go. I mean, you're, you're like 90% of the way done now as far as the time goes. You're going to run a strip of this masking tape along either the shower pan or the tub, uh, right where you see the caulking stopping. You know, it's like, I don't want any caulking beyond this point. You want to keep this gap as, as small as possible. So you're going to run a piece of tape along there. Then you're also going to run a piece right above that up on the tile or the tub surround uh, where you want the caulking to stop there. Uh, so that space in between the two pieces of tape, that's where the caulking goes. So you're going to pump that in there into that that joint, you know, no more really than you need to have. And then you're going to take and use your finger to wipe that caulking nice and tight and smooth it out along the tape. You want to be able to see the tape behind there, a nice clean edge on there, make that part look good. And if you can't tape the corners real nice, you know, where you go around the corner or something, just do one section at a time. Just do like the long back section first. Then you can come back and do the sides later. The inside corners going up the wall are done the same. Uh, they never seem to be so bad because I think the the water and gravity, they just kind of dry out faster, but you may be doing those too. So clean them up, fix the grout. And uh, for there, I've always used just the regular hard drying grout in those, those vertical corners. But um, so on all of that, uh, especially the ones going up like that, I come back over the top of those with just a very uh, small, thin, uh, covering. I don't even use the tape usually because I get it just such a small amount of clear caulking over the top of any of the grout that is in any of the inside corners, like the vertical corners going up and down in a tub or a shower, or maybe even where the uh, the tile meets the ceiling or something. I'll cover that with just a very thin layer of the clear caulking. That seals the grout against any flex breakage from chipping out. It still may crack a little bit there, but not enough where we have to be worried about leakage, but it holds the caulking in place and it lets the color of the grout show through just a very thin coat. And if you don't trust the lines that you're going to be able to get, uh, you, you can mask that. Uh, the caulking that I use for this is anything but silicone. I, I do not ever use silicone caulking for, for anything like this. Uh, all of the, the caulking manufacturers that you'll find out there in any hardware store or home center or paint store in the aisles, they all have either a white or a clear uh, bathroom tub and tile caulk that uh, you'll see it's advertised as uh, as as mildew resistant. Uh, some may be as bold as to say mildew proof. I don't know if that's true. I don't think you can ever get 100%. But um, if the prep work was done right, this should last a very, very long time. And like I was talking about, I mean about like at least 10 years or so after you've made this repair. The acrylic caulk will may, remain flexible when it's dry. Uh, you can tool it. You can clean it up with water. If you're just using that down at that bottom joint, that's okay also. Uh, but just like I say, with the tape on there, just use your finger and have a little cup of water there, a, 
a rag or you can wipe it on your pant leg or something if you want. But, um, you know, just, just run your finger down that and smooth it all out. And if you mess it up, wipe it all out and start over again. That's what's nice about working with acrylic latex caulking. It's not that, that unfriendly to use. Then let it dry for about 24 hours and you should be good to go. Now you can remove the tape as soon as you're done. As soon as you smear it off and you think, okay, this looks really good. You can go ahead and remove the tape, pull it back on itself tight and away from the walls so that you're not dragging the tape through the fresh caulking. Um, if you do see any of the milky white colored caulking, if you used clear and you see a little bit of milky white, like there, maybe there's that one spot in the corner where it's a little thicker than other spots, wait longer for it to completely dry. That means it's not cured all the way there. Uh, you can also caulk around tub and shower valve trims, the tub spouts, maybe even the shower head and the trim. Most of the valve trim, though, does not need this because they have gaskets behind them with a little drain hole, a weep hole uh, built into them. But but depending on the roughness of the surface tile, you know, some of this decorative tile that's all wavy like a sand dune or kind of lumpy around the edges and stuff, even the best gasket on the back of some of these trim kits are not uh, not enough to seal that from water. So put the trim kit on and you can run a little bit of sealant back there to to seal that off also. Uh, shower doors with metal frames. Oh, that's a that's a whole nother thing. Maybe maybe we'll get into that because <laughs> I am not a fan of glass shower doors anymore. I don't know. I just can't ever seem to you know just they just never stay clean. But the leakage and some other stuff. Maybe we'll talk on that. Maybe not. I want to talk about ice damming though when we come back after the news break and whatever else you want to talk about. Jump on your phone right now. Don't let those uh, questions go unanswered this week. It's weeks like this where we don't get a lot of phone calls on the shows. Then I get loaded up on the emails, and I think this would have been great for everybody to hear. So share your calls, 208-336-3700. I'm Joe Prin. You are listening to Home Fix. We'll be back after the news. Email joe at joeprin.com. Also, that's where you find our trusted resource list at joeprin.com. We'll be back after the news. Did you know that you can have your bathtub converted to a shower in as little as one day? It's true. You've heard Jesse and Jeff from Custom Bath Solutions on the Home Fix Show talking about this with Joe. They have a beautiful showroom in Meridian where you can see full-size displays of their locally made showers and enclosures. And these best bath components have a 30-year warranty. If this is what you need to make your bathing safer and more enjoyable, call or visit Custom Bath Solutions. But maybe you need a bigger scale bathroom remodel. Not a problem. Custom Bath Solutions can help with all bathroom remodeling projects start to finish. Visit Custom Bath Solutions at 480 East Franklin Road in Meridian or call 208-888-7561. That's 208-888-7561 for Custom Bath Solutions. Shower yourself with comfort. Custom Bath Solutions. This is a podcast of The Home Fix Show with Joe Prince. Good morning to you and welcome back to the Home Fix Show as we wrap it up for, <clears throat> excuse me, this Saturday morning. Thanks for the time you are spending with us listening to the program. It is always greatly appreciated. And I know our sponsors thank you also because I hear from uh, some of them, you know, every week, you know, just different ones. But they 
they tell me, you know, what great people you all are as listeners and uh, how, how you're different. You're, you're not the same as their regular customers. You know more. You, you're, you're more familiar with uh, the subjects, the work to be done. You understand them better as contractors. You're, you're willing to listen to their expertise or you know more specifically what you want. They just enjoy working with you. So thank you for that and thank you for treating them with the kindness and the professional respect that they deserve. Uh, we've worked hard with the people that we have on the show surrounding us. If you ever need that list, it's available at joeprin.com, uh, all of the advertisers on the show, plus a whole lot of other people. In fact, uh, one that we may be adding to the list here uh, next week on the show, uh, Sean is going to be joining us from a company here in town called The Furniture Medic. Um, that business has been around a while. Sean is uh, the current person uh, running the show there and I had a great conversation with him and uh, what he does is he comes and fixes furniture he's he's a furniture medic I mean they would you know you've got a uh, a chair leg that uh, you know is it, it was grandma's you know special chair and the dog just chewed on it or the puppy did or uh, you've got some big scratch across a desktop or some veneer that's peeling off of a bookcase or maybe the, the kitchen cabinets just to be need to be rejuvenated and stuff. That's what Sean does with the furniture medic. If it's a piece he can take back to a shop and work on, maybe that's the case. Or maybe he has to fix it right in place. Maybe it's, you know, a, a bookcase in your office and uh, you don't want to go through all the hassle of, you know, moving it out of the building and all that. He'll just work on it right there. So he's going to tell us a lot more about that, how he goes about what he does, some things he's learned along the way, the journey and, uh, expectations, what they can and can't do. So I think that'll be a fun conversation. That'll be next week here on the Home Fix Show in our 9 o'clock hour. So uh, be listening for that. Uh, congratulations to Rob in Meridian. He won our gutter sense tool that we were giving away this week on the show. Maybe more of those to come. I don't know. We'll have to see. But um, I'll get that in the mail to you this week, Rob. And uh, you should have it. So you got... Something to do next weekend, clean out the gutters, unless they're going to be under a foot and a half of snow, because who knows what the what the weather's going to be doing, right? Uh, I hear that there's, what do they say, f up to four feet expected in the mountains around the Lake Tahoe area coming in, and they're worried about avalanches and all this other stuff, and rain all along the north, uh, the Pacific coast, and uh, heading our way, so it, it, it's going to get interesting. A lot of people are predicting, like, Snowmageddon and when we had that happen to us, uh, you know, years back, uh, you know, everybody raise your hand. Were you here for those snowstorms or that, uh, that, that last big one before that? That was what? That was in the, the mid eighties where, uh, so much snow came almost, you know, shut down the town for a few days. So it, it could happen again. And, uh, we will talk about ice dams here in a moment. I want to finish up where we left off prior to the, the news break. I was, I was talking about shower doors and I've never, Never been a real fan of shower doors. You know, I've installed many of them for customers when I was doing that. I've had them professionally installed by a company called U.S. Mirror and Glass for years. And Atkinson's Mirror and Glass installs shower doors, and they still do, and, and all that. And for some people, they're just fine, and that's what they're used to. But I just personally have never been a fan of them. It's hard to keep the glass clean. The, the rollers are always falling off or grinding, and stuff doesn't fit, and if you've ever stayed at a Airbnb, you know, one of the first things that you can always, you know, complain about is the shower doors. They're either installed backwards where the doors aren't lined up right and they 
the water leaks around the edges and goes all over the floor or the hotel room, they don't work right. You know, you always wonder, why don't they have them in the hotel rooms? Well, it's for the same reason a lot of people don't have them in your house. It's because they're so hard to keep clean. They, they're just so time-consuming, either with squeegees and wiping them down and all that. So um, this, this may seem a bit extreme, but uh, I've tried cleaning up the metal in place and the caulking on these shower doors, uh, you know, just either for customers or for personal use. And I've actually found it, <clears throat> excuse me, more productive just to disassemble the entire door from the opening down to its pieces again, clean them all up and put it all back together again, because it's, it's easier than trying to do it in place. And most of these shower doors, uh, the, the way the, the top track that the doors hang from on the rollers, if you can take and lift the doors up and, you know, sometimes you have to take out that divider piece at the bottom in the middle and you lift the door into the tub, you got to stand inside there, you lift it in and lift it up and then you can take off the inner panel and then you do the outer panel. That top track will just pop right off there. It's just sitting on the side pieces. You can just pop that top track off of there. Then the side pieces, they just screw into the wall, usually with three screws uh, you can take those screws out. The only thing holding it in at that point is any caulking that runs up and down the side. So you can take and knife that and cut that off and remove the side tracks. And then the bottom track, it's just held in with a big old, you know, ribbon of caulking that it was squished down into or around the front edge or the back edge or the sides or something. And then you can clean all that up. And then <clears throat> putting it back in is easy. One, you've taken it apart. So you know exactly how it goes back together. Everything's clean now. It's already pre-cut. You don't have to cut anything and then just put it back in and seal it all in and you're good. Or now that you've got it out of there, <laughs> clean up the tile a little bit better and hang up a shower curtain and uh, never put the door up there again. So, uh, but yeah, it, that may sound extreme, but I, I got to tell you, in an overall thing, if, if somebody ever, if I ever got back into doing the handyman work and stuff again and somebody said, I want to get my shower door all all the caulking redone around it and everything, I'd probably just take the whole door out and just start all over and do it that way. I just, I, I don't know, it just seems easier. Uh, all right, so let's talk about uh, ice dams. Uh, what are they? What are their importances and stuff? Oh, we got to take a break. I'm sorry, Tara's giving me a break. Don't start talking about that. Uh, all right, we'll be back right after this. More of the Home Fix Show continues. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Sometimes you just need more tractor, a lot more. And when that happens, think John Deere. For example, the 3038E compact utility tractor. This beast has standard four-wheel drive with big tires for any terrain. And it's easy to drive and maneuver with its hydro transmission with twin-touch pedals. Want a bucket on the front of it? You got it. Want to hook some implements to the back? Of course, there's a Category 1 three-point hitch ready to go to work for you. And did we mention this is a John Deere tractor? That's right, the good stuff. But we don't want you to come look at these. We don't even want you to look at CampbellTractor.com. We want you to come by and jump up into the comfy, shock-absorbing, famous yellow seat and take this one for a spin. And yes, if the tractor fits, you can wear it home if you like. Campbell Tractor, 2014 North Franklin Boulevard in Nampa, with stores also in Homedale, Fruitland, Glens Ferry, Wendell, and Ontario. 
It might not be as hard as you think to get new windows for your house. At least not when you bring Viewpoint Windows and Doors onto your team. Milgard Windows are a great choice for style, performance, and value. Milgard Windows have an amazing reputation and track record in the industry. They back up their products with a fantastic locally serviced warranty. And with the pros at Viewpoint Windows and Doors taking care of helping you with the installers, you know that everything will be done right and to your complete satisfaction. Viewpoint Windows and Doors is the most respected and largest window supplier in Idaho. You deserve affordable quality and attention to detail for your home. Call Viewpoint Windows and Doors and ask for a quote on Milgard Windows for your home. 208-854-1877, 208-854-1877, or visit the Viewpoint Windows and Doors showroom on State Street just east of Glenwood. See Milgard Windows at Viewpoint Windows. Painting is fun. You get to pick the colors, shop for the paint, get out all your tools and brushes, move furniture, and put on your painting clothes and have at it. Seriously, there are a lot of people that enjoy painting and take great pride in what they do, and they do a good job. But sometimes you just want to turn this over to the pro, the painting pro. Brian, Ivy, Toby, and the team of professional painters at The Painting Pro will do a great job, handle all the coordination and details, and get it done quickly. That way, you can move on to your next project. Call The Painting Pro now to schedule your interior or exterior painting project. 208-378-4825. If you need help with color choices, they offer sample applications and consultations. The Painting Pro wants you to be very excited about the new look of your home. Call 208 208- 378-4825 to schedule an appointment for your quote. No painting project is too big or too small for the Painting Pro. 208-378-4825 or visit paintingpro.net to learn more about the best paint job you and your home could hope to have. 208-378-4825 or paintingpro.net. Who are we trying to kid? I mean, come on. Flat and low sloping roofs are not all that exciting. In fact, most times you cannot even see them on homes, businesses, and commercial properties. And that is part of the problem. Out of sight, out of mind. They get forgotten about until leaks show up and then you need help. Precision Single Ply is your roofing company in the Treasure Valley for flat and low slope roofs. With the most up-to-date technologies in membrane roofing, Precision Single Ply will provide your structure with a quality roof that, well, you can forget about for a long time. They also offer annual inspections to make sure problems do not develop and can come out quickly and make repairs if they do. Precision Single Ply is looking for people to join their team of installers, and you can earn while you learn. If you need help with a low sloping or flat roof, or are you looking for a career in the roofing trade, call Precision Single Ply, 208-939-9979, 208-939-9979. If you hear anything you'd like to revisit, check out the Home Fix podcast on the 670KBOI app. First, download the 670KBOI app from the App Store for free. Then, click Podcasts. Then, click on the Home Fix Show. Now back to Joe Prin. This is the Home Fix Show on News Talk KBOI. And to join us on the program this morning, grab your phone, punch in 208-336-3700. Perhaps I can answer a question that's rattling around inside your head about something you're trying to fix or about to take on or maybe a spring project you're planning out and you've seen something and you'd like an opinion on it, let me know, 208-336-3700. If you are somewhat new to the Treasure Valley and haven't been through one of our rough and tough winters or perhaps anywhere here in Idaho, I suppose, you may not 
be familiar, depending where you came from, with the term ice dams. Um, those who were here during that last snowmageddon that we had uh, became all too familiar with it. All of the all of the uh, meteorological conditions that needed to be in place for this to become a problem happened. They 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 all lined up and. Ice dams damaged a lot of homes around here. Homes that have been here since the 30s and the 40s that have never had any problem with this. Homes from the 70s, the 80s, and 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 now this happened. You know, this last time that we went through a winter like the one that uh, we're talking about possibly having again. Uh, this kept all those, you know, those disaster companies and the damage response teams and all that and the, the cleanup companies. Kept them all quite busy. I know uh, our friend Dave from Zero Res was out there, you know, sucking water out of people's carpets and trying to put fans under them. And he was doing all that kind of work, you know, just all of a sudden carpet cleaning wasn't the thing anymore. Now it was get the water out of the houses. And uh, and, and that happened because of, of ice dams. So if you don't know what these are, ice dams look like the leading edge of a glacier, that that kind of grows along your roof edge. Uh, you know, you see those glaciers as chunks are falling off into the the ocean and stuff. It's kind of like that without the falling off part. Uh, having gutters or not having gutters is not necessarily related to ice damming. It has the most to do with your attic uh, that that causes this to happen. So here here's what happens when when heat collects up in your attic or when when the attic is warm the the roof itself gets warmer possibly warmer than the outside temperature that's out there except right along the part of your roof that is your soffit your fascia you know the the eaves that part of of the roof the part that's overhanging outside of the wall uh, that's not insulated that's a nice cool space but Right on the other side of that, the attic can be warm, uh, not a good thing. So as this warm attic warms the underside of your roof, that heat, that warmth transfers through the plywood or the OSB sheathing to the shingles that are up there on the top, right? And it melts the snow that's sitting on them. So when we get these snowstorms that just keep dumping snow and dumping snow and it's sitting on our roofs and, oh, look how pretty that is and everything and isn't that nice. Well, they're melting underneath depending on what's going in in the going on in the attic. And that water is going to run down the top of the shingles, down that slope underneath the snow layer that's sitting on top of that, right? And until it gets to that uninsulated part of the roof, that last two feet or that last 16 inches or whatever down there. <clears throat> and that's much colder. So at that point, the water freezes because it's really cold outside when this happens, right? It's really cold. And so this happens day after day, uh, hour after hour, the attic is warm and it is melting the snow underneath that. It's running down because the snow actually works as a pretty good insulator up there. And then it hits the edge of the roof and it freezes. And as that does, it's just layer on top of layer. It's like if you were spray painting something, you know, 10,000 times that that paint builds up. Well, the ice builds up layer on top of layer and it starts creeping up 
the roof slope, forming this little dam that's there. And then when the water backs up, it freezes, and it just keeps doing that. And it can even lift the edge of the shingles a little bit, and the water backs up to the point where it can trickle back in underneath the uh, the D-metal, the edge of the tar paper, even the first row of shingles, whatever. And then it gets into the soffit. It can go back, get into the outside wall of the house. It can make its way in through the top plate of the wall. It all depends on how the framing was done on your house and, and all of that stuff. But one way or another, water makes it into places that it's not supposed to be. Uh, people started seeing this happening uh, here. They started noticing this when they started seeing blisters in the paint or bubbling or they've got that inside corner of the house and it looks like the paint is melted and it's just sagging and that's because water got behind the paint and it came in somewhere up there in that attic or in that soffit corner and that was probably caused by an ice dam um it's it's usually where the wall meets the ceiling somewhere along there is the entry point uh you can also see this Sometimes in another form, uh, we've heard about icicles hanging out of the soffit vents underneath the house. Uh, There's actually enough water in the soffit. It just starts dribbling out the soffit vents. I guess that's better than getting into the wall, right? But uh, And then there's icicles hanging out of the soffit vents. We can also see sometimes ice that is coming out of the seams in the siding. If you ever look out at your siding on your house, and you see a little trail of water coming down, but you go up, and it's, it doesn't go all the way up. It just goes partway up. It's coming out behind the siding. That's a, that's a sign of a problem. So, yes, ice dams can also tear off your gutters and do some damage and, and hurt people and stuff. So, uh, yeah, all around, they are not good. And like I say, some of the conditions that are being predicted for this winter sounds kind of familiar to what we had before where we're getting a lot of these layers of snow and it just never seems to melt off and there's just more and more and more. So what about the heat in the attic? All right, first, that that's where the problem starts, right? The, the heat collects in the attic and it warms the roof except at, at the eaves. And, uh, you know, then that snow melts and it freezes and accumulates and, and away it goes. So some of the ways to deal with this problem uh, if, you, if you know you're trying to avoid it and you suspect it may be starting, what are some of the things that you can do? Well, you okay, we'll, we'll get into the cause here in a minute, but what are some of the ways to deal with this? Well, one of the ways is to pull the snow off the edges uh, of your roof with a long-handled roof rake. If you don't know what a roof rake is or looks like, uh, look up some images online. There's some of these you can make yourself. They're not that hard to build. They are sold commercially. Um, it's one of those things you don't want to wait till you need it, till you have it. If you've had this problem before, you may even have one. It's one of those things you buy it and then you don't use it for 15 years. But uh, what it's designed to do is pull the snow off that first, you know, three or four feet of your roof edge uh, while you stand safely on the ground. It doesn't do you much good for second stories. There are some that will reach up there, but uh, you've got to be very careful. Uh, some of these rakes actually have wheels on the ends of the rake so that they don't do any damage to the roof shingles. Uh, You don't want to be chopping at the ice that builds up at the edge there because you're usually going to damage something that's underneath it. You're going to tear it or tear a chunk off or something. That's not recommended. Uh, You can use ice melt to try to burn some, uh, some drainage points, you know, through the ice to where the water can flow out from underneath it and basically punch a hole in the dam. You can do that and 
soften it up, try to break it into pieces. Uh, you can also hook up a hose to a hot water source inside the house somehow and then try to spray that up there and on there and try to loosen that. Be careful what, what may fall down onto you. But uh, So how can you diminish, uh, you know, the or you can also diminish the damage after the ice dam has formed, uh, you know, with uh, a piece of uh, a leg of pantyhose, I was told. You can fill the leg, the leg of a discarded pair of pantyhose with uh, with ice melter, and you lay it up there like this. You know, you've seen it when they do erosion control along like new subdivisions and highway work. You see that that netting that's filled with straw that they lay along the edge. That's to keep the soil from eroding and moving out there. You can fill a piece of pantyhose or even socks with ice melt, and you tie it off and you set it up on top of there, and it just keeps it from all running off but as it get wet it just kind of keeps feeding it it's like a suet log for the birds but it helps break up the uh the ice that's up there so what are some of the fixes that you can do to help get rid of ice dams in your house <coughs> for good so that they never come back again and many of you that had this happen before you've gone through some of this but there's been a lot of houses that have been built since the last time that we did this and there hasn't been a whole lot of changes in the way that things were done. So uh, we may be in for it again after the break here. We'll tell you what those permanent fixes are and how you can get rid of ice dams for good on your house. And you may be saying, I've never had a problem with this. I have never, ever, ever had a problem with this. Good. That means that these boxes that we're going to go through here, you've checked those all off and these are not an issue at your home. That's good. But that doesn't mean your neighbor's not going to have the same problem. So, uh, Let's go through those. When we come back with more of the Home Fix Show, I'm Joe Prin. Thanks for being with us this morning. 208-336-3700 is how you can join us. I'll be right back. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Most people looking at bringing solar energy into their homes do not know there are two types of solar. There's photovoltaic solar panels which generate electricity and there is solar thermal that generates hot water. Hot water you ask? Yes. If you can generate hot water with sun power, you don't need to pay a utility company for that energy. And if you have an all-electric home, that is a bunch of PV panels that you will not need to buy. There's also a lot of bad information circulating about solar and many say it cannot work for us here in Idaho. Want to know the truth and not the hype so you can decide for yourself? Want an honest assessment and quote and not a sales and financing pitch? Call and talk to Carl Simpson at Renewable Energy Northwest LLC. Carl offers a free solar site visit where he will evaluate your home and lifestyle and discuss with you your options. 208-577-6537 or visit RenewableEnergyNWLLC.com. Also follow Renewable Energy Northwest LLC on Facebook. 208-577-6537. If you are looking to buy, sell, or tap into your equity, take a few minutes to visit with Terry Hefner and his team of professionals at Guild Mortgage. The local market has changed dramatically in recent years, and working with a pro that understands these conditions is critical. Terry and his team have been helping Idaho homeowners for nearly 30 years. Before you make any financial moves that involve your home, call Terry Hefner. Terry is a native Idahoan and is a second-generation real estate professional. When you work with Guild, you support a local business that helps our local economy. The Hefner Group at Guild Mortgage wants to create a positive loan experience and help you make the most informed decisions you can, especially for first-time homebuyers. 
There is a lot of confusing information out there, so let Terry Hefner help you. Call 208-599-8500 or visit terryhefner.com. Terry Hefner, NMLS 95796, Company NMLS number 3274. Yield Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Nothing beats the sounds and smells of a well-worn woodworking shop. There's just something special about it. You know it when you walk in. The same is true for your supplier of quality hardwoods and panels. High Desert Hardwood checks all those boxes. They have a massive selection of properly stored species of multiple thicknesses and widths. Not just a few picked over boards. You can sort and select and take as much time as you wish. Find that perfect board. Vision the end result. Nothing beats putting your hands on the material that will soon be a part of your life. Oh, and yeah, bring your gloves. The team at High Desert Hardwood in Eagle is ready to help you make those projects come to life, whether you are an artistic professional, a seasoned hobbyist, or an inquisitive beginner. Open Monday through Saturday at 1758 East State Street on the east end of Eagle. Or call 208-939-9366. High Desert is for woodworkers and is owned and operated by woodworkers. They understand this is special. Find it at High Desert Hardwood, 1758 East State Street in Eagle. Don't let your tile grout get the best of you. Call Permatreat and things will get easier for you from here forward. When Permatreat arrives, they will start with a thorough, deep cleaning, and if needed, they can also repair any chipped or missing grout. Then comes the careful application of the Permatreat sealant, the last sealant you will ever need. While you're thinking about this, Permatreat also seals masonry and stone surfaces, backsplashes, patios, driveways, and sidewalks, and tinted or stained concrete. If you want to seal it and keep it stain-free and looking good, call Permatreat now to set up your free quote. 208-895-0000. That's not a typo. 208-895-0000. Permatreat is the way to avoid all the scrubbing, scraping, and nasty chemicals of trying to keep your grout lines clean. Imagine all the extra time you'll have as well as a great-looking tile grout and sealed surfaces. Do you remember that phone number? 208-895-0000 for Permatreat. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. So how do you get rid of ice dams? How do you know that uh, you're not going to ever have a problem with that? Well, you know, nothing is absolutely certain, but... uh, we know that the cause of this is the warm attic, right? That's the whole cause. Attics should not be warm. Attics should be as cold as it is outside, relatively. I guess, you know, they have to adjust a little bit. But in essence, it should be just as cold in your attic as it is outside. That would keep this from happening. So one of the things is the ventilation of the attic itself. And ventilated ridge, ridge vents, that strip of venting that runs all the way along the very top, highest part, the peak of your roof, uh, you know, that is ridge vent. Uh, That's not just the shingles that cap it off. There's a difference between that. But if you have a ventilated ridge, that means there is ventilation all the way from one end to the other. Also, if that is paired with continuous soffit vents, those are the ones that are I think they're two and a quarter, two and a half inches wide or so that run all the way down the length of the soffit rather than just that one 
eight inch by 16 inch vent every six or eight feet down the soffit. Uh, what you're going to get is a lot more even ventilation because all of the air is going to be able to come in the soffit vents and then go up through the attic cavity and out through the roof. So therefore, if the roof or if the attic gets warmer, just the process of hot air rising, the heat is going to go out through the ridge vents and the cooler, colder air is going to come in through the soffit vents. That will minimize ice dams from happening. So a lot of this is traced back to attic ventilation. But what is the cause of the heat getting into the attic? That's something else that we can look at. Do you have an attic access hatch somewhere in the house? Is it in the the, the bedroom closet? Is it in a hallway? It's that place where you can push up on that little section of sheetrock and you set it aside. You can put a ladder up there and you can crawl up into the attic, right? Well, if that hatch is not sealed uh, to where a lot of heat can escape around the edge of it, or if on the back side of that sheetrock panel, or maybe it's painted plywood or something, if that doesn't have as much insulation sitting on top of it as the rest of the attic does, all that heat is going right through that into your attic, warming it up and causing or contributing to this, this problem. Um, it could be a unsealed whole house fan that is allowing a lot of heat to go in there. So make sure that it has the right cover on it or some type of a, a door that does seal itself off. I know that uh, Steve there at uh, Solar Concepts, the ones that he has, you know, they seal themselves off so that that's not a problem because they know this can happen. So you want to make sure that those attic hatches are nice and sealed tight. Also, some stuff around can lights. If you have some of the older styled recessed can lights that used to have a barrier that was built around them to keep the insulation from coming in contact with them, as those can lights are on, they get very hot, especially if you haven't switched them over to uh, uh, LED bulbs. If you're still using in, uh, uh, incandescent bulbs, the big spotlights in there, that's a lot of heat that's going up into your attic. And in the wintertime, it's darker out. You're using the lights more. You may be contributing to this problem. It's kind of fun when you can go out on uh, some of these mornings like this when we get just that little layer of frost, this little tiny amount of frost on the shingles. And if you if you've got a way to step back into the street or uh, look down the hillside onto the roofs of the neighborhood or you can, like I say, just look from the street and you're looking at the houses and all of a sudden you see this one house and here's this whole section of roof that has no frost on it whatsoever. Well, you obviously know then that the attic inside that area is much warmer because it's melted the frost off the roof. Over on the sides, wherever there's snow or there's still some frost, that's colder. And that, in the case of this, that's good. So is that a place where an ice dam? Yeah, they could have ice dam build up right there on that house. You say, oh, well, that's the vaulted ceiling part of the house. Yes, that's a weakness. That that can actually contribute to that because there's not the right ventilation and the heat goes through, okay, all kinds of different reasons. But sometimes you'll stand back and you look at these houses and you'll just see these spots on the roof. Here's this spot here and here and here, and it almost forms a pattern. You can bet that those are can lights right down below that and the heat is going straight up and it's warming that part of the roof. So you might want to get an electrician up there, replace those can lights with uh, what's called IC fixtures, which is 
insulation contact. They can be buried in the insulation. They can be covered and uh, use LED bulbs in those, and then the heat won't go into the attic, contributing to this problem. Also, flashing around chimneys of uh, wood-burning stoves, pellet stoves, all of that. Uh, there could be a lot of leakage going around those. We want to make sure that there's uh, fire retardant sealant around all of those. Uh, uh, there's even foam sprays that are uh, are fire safe, and uh, that that'll um, you know seal off some of those bigger gaps and make sure that we don't have heat going through there. Any place that there's wiring coming through into the attic or plumbing vent pipes and stuff, we just want to make sure that we're not adding heat to the attic in in any way. So all of those things. If there's any ductwork up there. If there's heating ductwork and all that, it should be very, very well insulated with no leakage. You might have to have somebody check that and make sure that we're not uh, pumping hot air through some ducting or so through some of the, the ceiling registers or the boots or the return airs uh, and, and heating up the attic that way. So if we're getting any ice dam buildup, it's because of heat in the attic that shouldn't be there. Those are the key things that we have to address and eliminate, or this this could happen again. Because yes, you're right, we can go for years and years and years and not have this problem. But it's just because the right pieces of the puzzle have not been laid down. We have to have the right temperatures outside, the right amount of snow in a rep- repetitive uh, pattern where we're getting snow and snow and cold and snow and cold and snow and cold and snow. And it seems like it's hanging around forever. That's when ice dams happen. So uh, keep your eye on that. Be aware of it. Maybe go out and look at the roof, you know, this morning if there's a little frost on it and that little bit of snow, that little dusting, you know, when we get that quarter inch of snow, that's the perfect time to go out there and look at your roof and look for hot spots that are showing up. The roof should be totally covered with that light blanket of snow. If you see any spots that are bare and and, and melted off, then we've got a heat problem, and right along that eve, that's where we could get some ice dam buildup. So let's see if we can uh, not have that happen this year. All right, we're going. <clears throat> we'll be back after we take our final break for this Saturday. Two zero eight three three six three seven zero zero. Any last minute calls? Let's get them in right now. Two zero eight three three six three seven zero zero. I'm Joe Prin. You are listening to Home Fix. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. When you watch those home shows on TV, that first impression the exterior makes is very powerful. Not only does it set the tone for the value of the house, but it also makes those coming home to it feel great about where they live and how they take care of their house. But every now and then, we all need some help. Bill Bott and the team from Bott's Exteriors is who you want to call. Bill and his family have been making homes look great since Eagle Road was two lanes out in the country. Siding, porches, decks, windows, entry doors, gutters, and soffits. If it's the exterior of your home, Bots Exteriors can make repairs, replacements, upgrades, and makeovers. Come home to a beautiful home. If you need help, call Bots Exteriors. Quality work and honest, friendly service from start to finish is why Bots has so many repeat customers. Call and ask them to visit your house for a quote. 208-870-4324. That's Bots Exteriors. 208-870-4324. 
Make sure that your home's heating and cooling system is in shape for whatever the season will bring with the expert and community-trusted service you can only rely on from Heating Equipment Company. Heating Equipment Company will top it off. They use reliable and award-winning Lennox equipment, so your air is guaranteed to be perfect season after season. For a limited time, you can get up to $1,200 in rebates and monthly payments as low as $132 on a brand-new Lennox system, quoted during this rebate period. These unmatched savings make it easier than ever to guarantee your system is ready for whatever the season's weather brings. Award-winning Lennox products and the community-trusted service you expect, it doesn't get much better than that. Call Heating Equipment Company at 208-459-2212 today or visit them online at Heating Equipment Company to learn more or schedule that appointment today. Conditions apply. See dealer for details. Heating Equipment Company, 208-459-2212. Did you find a hanger on your doorknob or maybe it was an ad you saw on Facebook or maybe even a card came in the mail? Yep, there is no shortage of people that want to clean your dryer vent for you. But why is it that these folks try to compare themselves to Dryer Vent Wizard? It's because Mike and his team have been cleaning and servicing dryer vents for many years now and have set the standard for what is the best. Hey, nothing against trying to be the best, but as a listener to the Home Fix Show, you can have the best without question. Dryer Vent Wizard. Making your clothes dry faster, making your home safer, keeping utility bills lower, all while providing professional experience, service, and materials. Call Mike at Dryer Vent Wizard. Here's a special Home Fix listener phone number, 208-340-1070. That's 208-340-1070 for Dryer Vent Wizard. Or schedule online at idadryerguy.com. Dryer Vent Wizard. When it's cold outside, bugs and rodents are looking for a warm new place to live. It only makes sense. They don't die off or there wouldn't be any next year. They want to have babies, lots of babies, and your home can become their home. Unless you call PestCom Pest Control and have regular treatments done to convince these potential guests to move on to somewhere else. Once isn't enough either. Scheduled treatments and deterrents get ahead of the breeding cycles. PestCom is who you want to control bugs, spiders, mice, and other creepy little things from setting up their nursery in your walls, crawl space, and attic this winter. Call PestCom now and have them set up a control program for your home and your budget that's applied correctly and safely by experienced technicians. Mention you listen to the Home Fix Show and your first treatment is half price. 208-495-5636. That's 208-495-5636 for PestCom. Or learn more at PestCom.com. 208-495-5636. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Joe Prin. This is the Home Fix Show on News Talk KBOI. Let's head over to uh, Weezer and talk with Jerry. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Mr. Prin. Thanks for taking my call. I Certainly. love your show. I always learn something. I Thank have a you. dear friend who is not in construction, um, who is talking about water heaters over Thanksgiving. And our house, we built our house 20 years ago. He said, well, your water heater's been replaced. I said, no, it's the original. And it is propane. We're living out in the country. He said, oh, they can't last that long. It's got to be ready to fail. So ours is 20 years. He said, gas and propane only last about 10 to 12 to 15. So... What's, what's wrong with ours that it's still fine, and how will we know when it's going to fail? 
Well, that's a very good question. <laughs> so, yes, if you talk to any of the plumbers, uh, most of them will say that the average life of a water heater is somewhere between 12 and 15 years. Some may even not be that optimistic. They may say 10 to 13 years or something. That is average. So you, you've got to know that that means somebody is losing their water heater in two years. And there's other people yeah. like Jerry who's getting 20-some years, maybe even more. There's water heaters out there still working that are 30-some years old. Now, okay. now, how good they're working is another question, and how efficiently they're working. Um, you may have that car that is got 300,000 miles on a gas engine, you know, not a diesel, 300,000 miles, and it's old enough that you don't have to do emission tests anymore, and it starts, and it runs, but it stinks, but it runs, and it gets you around, and it you kind of question it every day it's not as efficient maybe or as safe as a new one uh okay. you know do you wait for it to blow up and then change it out well you know you could it's not that catastrophic usually if a tank starts to fail it's a couple of things either the burners will go bad and you'll carbon monoxide poison yourself uh, so there's always that thrill that you can go through um, the okay. other thing is the tank itself could just rust out and start dripping and leaking and cause a little bit of water damage. And, uh, you know, so okay. I, I, that heater doesn't owe you anything. It has, okay. it has served you well. You, you are okay. the exception to the rule. And I think at this point, I'd grab that empty peanut butter jar and start putting five or ten dollar bills in it every week and just wait till you've got that saved up and you can replace that with a new heater on your terms on your schedule with your budget rather than having to do it in an emergency situation and not having choices certainly second question is if i want to have an on-demand do i have to have a water heater as well or is on-demand sufficient on its own for a two-person household Yes. I don't know how they work. Right. An on-demand system, uh, in your case, now, are, are you heating off of natural gas? Propane. Okay, you're yeah. on propane. propane so, tank. All right. Yes, so, all right, so you would have a propane on-demand heater. Uh, so you would still use propane as your source, uh, which is better yeah. than using the electricity, in the opinion of a lot of people that are doing on-demand. They're saying natural gas or propane. Propane's not cheap. You know that, but... Um, yeah. No, you don't have to have a tank. This replaces it. That's the purpose of the on-demand. There is no water okay. storage until okay. you open the faucet. So things get okay. a lot smaller, but you also have a lot of conversion to do. You're going to have to change your flue pipe and have a bunch of other little differences there. Um, okay. One of the things that you may want to look at, you know, when you look at the total cost of that investment... Um, and you're thinking about doing that conversion? Uh, this is what I did. I went with solar thermal. I use the sun to heat my water up. I don't have to pay for that. Uh, these are the evacuated uh, uh, vacuum, the vacuum tubes that uh, uh, Renewable Energy Northwest sells. It's an array of tubes you'll put on your roof. It heats your water up all during the day. You still have a tank, but it's really just being used like a thermos bottle. 
It's an insulated tank. It's a water heater that's there for backup just in case something happens. But um, during the day, you're heating up your water. There's a little pump that moves it back and forth. That It keeps it hot all the time. You get up in the morning, you still have hot showers, all that kind of stuff. But the energy cost usage goes way down. And if you're talking about a complete new system, this is going to be very competitive with it and will pay itself back very quickly. And then you don't have to be buying all that propane and you're not subjected to the increasing costs of propane. I mean, the sun doesn't, the cost on the sun doesn't change. Right. We've got propane um, stove, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. We live out in the middle of nowhere. But that's interesting. I'll check into that. Thank yeah. You so much. Just at least do yourself the favor to get a quote on it and talk to Carl and find out what it's going to look like for you because that may be a, a really good alternative. That's that's the time to do this, is, is just when you're starting over. That That's a good time to do it. All right, Jerry, thank you for that call. Uh, 208-336-3700, if you're real quick right now, if you're really, really quick. Uh, something I want to remind you about, if you're going to be heading you know, over the hills and through the woods and grandma's house for Christmas vacation and everything, do me a favor and do a couple things with your house. One, I want you to make sure that your neighbors, somebody that you know and trust knows that you're gone and knows your house. Get Just don't go knock next door and tell them, say, hey, we're going to be leaving for the week. Uh, I would like you to invite them in. Show them where your breaker panel is. Show them where your circuit breaker panel is. Show them where any shutoffs are, like the main water supply to the house. If you have a water filter or a place somewhere in your house where you can shut off a valve and turn off all the water to the house, show this to that neighbor. Make sure that they have a current code for your garage door opener or they've got a key to one of the doors. All of that stuff so that they know that you're going. And then before you leave, if there's nobody staying in your house, take and shut off the water supplies to the washing machine. Uh, you know, we always hear about that. Oh, well, we were gone on vacation and the line on the washing machine blew up and flooded our house. And okay, well, shut off that line, uh, you know, at the washing machine. Also, maybe pull the refrigerator forward or go underneath the kitchen sink and shut off the line that supplies your ice maker. Another one of those lines that is really subjected to freezing if it's down in crawl spaces. And for some reason, those things are like that. If you can eliminate those things from the equation, it's one less thing to worry about while you're on vacation. But communication with your neighbor may be one of the most valuable things. So if something happens, you can take and they can come over and at least shut off the water and keep the flooding from getting getting worse. If you know the furnace goes out and pipes freeze or something, know how to shut off the water. Let's go to Boise. Talk to Frank. Hi, Frank. Hi there. Hey, Hi. I had I've got a vaulted ceiling, and uh, we had an ice dam back during the Snowmageddon. Ah, and, uh, just what we were talking after, about, right? Ex- exactly. And after that, I bought. I basically looked online, and they, they suggested getting a heated wire type yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, so roof, uh, roof cable. Heated cable, yes. Right, yes. right. And I did I did that, and I, you know, I Good. made a nice little uh, pattern back there. But uh, yeah. and since then, we haven't had any problem with ice dams, but I guess the conditions just haven't been there. So I've exactly. always been worried that, uh, you know, is this going to do it or not? Well, you should test it and make sure it's working. So you want to go out there on a very, very cold day, and you should be able to touch and feel that carefully and see if that 
tape is active. Uh, it should have, uh, you can also measure it usually somehow, see if it's drawing any current with a, with a voltage tester. If you're unsure completely, you know, have an electrician look at it. But as long as it's working, it should be effective. The idea with that zigzagging cable around the edge, and you should have those little tongues kind of hanging off the edge of the roof a couple inches, right? Right. Yeah, right. that what that's supposed to do is keep a channel open. A so, channel open. Yeah, right, so that if the thinking. water's coming down, it's like, like when you see the water, you know, leaking out underneath a glacier. That's what we're trying to do on the roof is keep that water from damming up. And as long as we let it come out, uh, you're fine. That is one way to address that, yes. Because well, in, I, your, in I your should, case, yeah, with the vault, you really can't do a whole lot else. Well, and, and the bad part about it is about four or five feet up, the water came in, and we've got all that damage, and we've got um, we've got popcorn <laughs> popcorn ceilings. Ah, yeah, and it just made a mess of it. And uh, so, yeah. Anyway, as soon as we can get up enough money to replace the <laughs> the popcorn ceilings, right. we will. But. Right, right. But uh, you know, you're you're doing what you can at this time. I think you're fine. I think I would just verify that the tape is working. That, uh, you know, that the outlet that it's plugged into is working, that the breaker's on, nothing's tripped, nothing's gotten cracked, that it is, it is generating that warmth to keep that channel open, and you should be, you should be fine. It shouldn't get any worse anyway. As far as patching well, the popcorn, that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yep. Hey, thanks for the call. Right, we, thanks. we ran out. Yeah, thank you. Uh, great call. Thank you for that at the end of the show here. That, that was great to hear from you. I'll be back next week. My guest in studio next week will be from the Furniture Medic. This will be something new that we'll hear about here on the show. That'll be at 9 o'clock. Hope to see you then. I'm Joe Prin. You've been listening to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. Making the decision to sell your home or buy a new one is very big. And when you choose your realtor, you want to know you're with a team that will be committed and with you for the complete process. Matt Bauscher has been voted the number one real estate agent in the Boise area and is the founding partner at Amherst Madison. For you, that means an incredible team of professionals that will help you reach your goal, respect your time, your family, and your desires. Look at current listings or read what Matt's clients have to say at BauscherRealEstate.com. In accordance with fair housing laws, Matt Bauscher provides equal professional service without regard to race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, favorite basketball team, or sexual orientation of any prospective client, customer, or the residents of any community. Reach Matt at BauscherRealEstate.com.